Like we could probably have the record for our shortest podcast. And it's not like our, our audience is so huge that, I mean, some <laughs> random guy was like, I like your sound, boy. What are we, in prison? <laughs> I guess. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast. This is Rob. This is Freddie. So we're back for the second consecutive episode to talk about Daredevil. Because yes. Because we're obsessed to the point where I'm wearing a... Well, I have the Punisher side up right now. Uh, I'm wearing a Daredevil ski cap that I received in my loot crate. Of course, you can go on the Crooked Table YouTube channel to see my unboxing of that. Uh, so I guess just... just we're pretty much going to start uh, focus almost entirely on Daredevil. But I think we wanted to do a quick Gotham touch... Touch base on Gotham. Yes. I want to fondle Gotham for a second. Yeah, just just grab, for... a, grab a nipple and be like, hey, Gotham, you mind? You shake it a little bit. And <laughs> just to be, be like, like, hey. And then just tease them. We're yeah, not going to yeah. go the full We're not gonna go the full mile. We're just going to tease them. Like second base. Is that yeah, second, second base? Just rub outside of the jeans. <laughs> you know, just rub on the outside of the so jeans. A little, a little, a little, a little audio a little over, A little over shirt nipple pulling. There you go. Um, maybe even a wet willy if they're into that. <laughs> But that's all we're going. Gotham's on. a weird place. You don't know. It's into some freaky shit. Oh well, well, yeah, there's freaks over there, <laughs> as we see every week. Yeah. So you watched the most recent one, which aired last night, as of this recording. Yes. With Nigma. With Nigma, kind of take. You know what? And the funny thing is, I've been writing reviews of Gotham episodes since like the last few episodes of season one for ScreenRant.com, and. I think this is maybe one of the only times where when I list the storylines, I usually go in order of prominence, like which is like the main A story, and then sort of taper off from there. I feel like this is one of the only times that the Enigma story was like front and center. It's like, no, this was an Enigma episode. Yeah, that's the only time. Right? I mean, because... he's, he's usually like side character or doing his own thing, but like never The main story is like spotlight. either Gordon. It's yeah. Mo- mainly Gordon. It's usually and Gordon. it's like... Nigma, like, you know, cutting up Dor- you know, well, Dorty or, into pieces and, or, Kringle. yeah, but he usually gets like a handful of scenes. Uh, yeah. or it's usually Gordon facing off with, this week it's Mr. Freeze. This week it's, you know, I don't know, other people. I forget. I'm Scarecrow. blanking on everybody. Yeah. Scarecrow. Well, it was actually Scarecrow's dad, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. still. Yeah. But all that stuff. But Scarecrow. this is the first time it's been like Gordon's taking on Nigma. Yeah, which which is an interesting thing because we've watched his evolution since the first episode, sort of. And it's been it's been really a slow burn. Whereas Penguin, you jump right in and you're like, nope, he's killing people. I mean, he's not in charge yet, but he's it's like he's a villain already. He just doesn't have the power yet. Yeah, Riddler was just like mild mannered, nerdy, like forensic scientist guy working for the GCPD, and then now he's like two seconds away from being like, riddle me this, riddle me that, basically. Yeah. Uh, green question marks and all. Yeah. So how did you feel about that evolution? How do you how do you feel that evolution has been on as far as for his, Enigma? Yeah, for his storyline over the last what are we at forty almost forty episodes? I I I like I don't know the actor's name, but I like Corey Michael Smith. Yeah, Corey Michael Smith. I like him a lot. Uh, he does because it's it's very easy to make it like like Jim Carrey over the top, right? Uh, with that character. Especially, you know, since he has voices and everything, it's kind of, you know, even even the Gollum and Smeagol parts were a little were a little silly sometimes. Sometimes, you know. So 
to take it and have like a serious tone and be like, oh, this this guy's batshit crazy, you know, no no pun intended because it's a Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, or actually, all pun intended, I, I <laughs> yeah, suppose. Yeah, give yourself. Uh, a <laughs> but um, I I love I love what he does with the character. I think he's such a good actor. Yeah. And um, it's it it'd be very easy to go across that line, but he's 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 done baby steps with it and i i love his evolution from like a harmless you know uh, just a analyst a forensic analyst that doesn't want to talk to the the woman you know the, the what did she Kristen. do is she i don't even remember kringle what she whatever records, keep, records Re- keeping or yeah something? records keeping uh talk to miss kringle and everything and, yeah and he was just so shy and kept to himself and like weird quirky all this stuff and then seeing him break uh, out and uh, have like this this separate personality where he has the confidence to do uh, things that he would that he would never do. Right, and he but, carries himself in a different way with those both of those personas, and there's a different voice that like goes up an octave when he's Nigma. Exactly. So uh, you know, you know when he is one personality or yeah, the other, yeah. and uh, it's almost like he feels more comfortable in the separate he is more comfortable obviously in the in the more confident personality where he's killing everybody but it feels like he's finally becoming his true self right yeah and before he 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 felt reserved and not wanting to break out and he just needed that push to to break him out and now you know he's fucking crazy he's unleashed no and the funny thing is too is that you know the show really like hammered home the whole point that Kristen was represented his good side, like the humanity left in him. And then once he accidentally killed her, I still feel like that moment was kind of weird the way he's like, oh, I love you, and like sort of suffocating her, but then didn't realize that he was suffocating her because I guess the other personality was like sort of interfering. Like he was sort of taking over. Yeah, a little bit. But as soon as that happened, he's just cutting up people in the woods and well, like coming he... across another guy and be like, hey, I got room in here now. Uh, well, you remember? You know, it happens all Which, I mean, that's, yeah, I'm not saying that, but it's He saying, has, like, little, like, ticks and right. stuff. Right. Once she was removed from the equation, it's like, nope, it's on. Yeah. Pretty much. And I'm sure that, that Corey Michael Smith feels really grateful that this show that is usually, for the most part, treated the Batman villains as, like, you know, mo- like, not Monster of the Week, but, you know, Monster of the Week sort of for- format, like, different, you know, you get, like, two episodes of Mr. Freeze, and then he fades away until they need him again. But Riddler is one of the only people that's been able to be tracked from harmless person to supervillain. Even Catwoman is sort of, she's sort of just like a mini version of Catwoman. Like you would think, would you think of who Catwoman is as a teenager? You think of this girl pretty much. Yeah. She's sort of good, but not really. And kills people. You know know what I love the most though, is that they have like the uh, juxtaposition of of, uh, Nygma reaching and being like a true villain, but at the same time, you have Penguin, who steps down from the role of villain yeah. and turns into oh, a pussycat, and and uh, and how he's completely harmless now because of you know Hugo Strange, Hugo Strange and how Nigma is just completely taking on the role that that Penguin, you know, yeah, it's being good. ruthless. So it's, it, it's like they do a complete flip flop in positions. And I, I love the part when he goes to see him and be like, oh, I just want to see how you're doing, my friend. And he was like, oh, I would tell you what I'm up to, but you're kind of freaking me out right now. <laughs> yeah, which is which is funny because to to Nigma, because he has become so evil, 
to now to him being normal is is abnormal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like being insane and murdering people and having these like huge schemes. And I, by the way, I want to make sure I mention that the plot that he had in in place and like the pieces there, like you know the uh, anonymous tip and then like you know Gordon's crowbar and like the way that all came together was so Riddlerish. I was when it when that came when that moment happened. Yeah. I I I thought that was really well plotted out. Um, and befitting of that character, and not and not fantastical at all. Like, oh yeah, come yeah, on, no. really? You're gonna stretch that far? Right. But it, it it you saw his whole process. You saw how he did things. You saw the reasoning behind why he did. You know. So, and if uh, he's a paranoid schizophrenic, which seems to be what what his situation is, it makes sense why he'd be like, "This guy's out to get me." Meanwhile, Gordon's just like, "I got other things to do." And he's like, "Oh, that's the game, Gordon. Uh, you think you can outsmart me?" And like, Gordon doesn't give a shit about you, dude. I know. But okay, your arrogance is like at that level that you're like, he must be trying to trick me. Exactly. Uh, I think that that's really cool too, and that's a and that's a clever way to play it. Uh, actually, those two actors, I feel like when it comes to balancing, uh, um, creating emotionally grounded characters. But then having them also get like so over the top where you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Those two guys pull out that balance perfectly. Yeah. Like when they go over the top, it's, it's, uh, it's enjoyable, but not in like a, in like a so bad it's good type of way. Yeah. Some of those scenes in Arkham where the guy's like, where's my ice cream? I want my ice cream, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, oh, it, they, they don't work. But for he's me. crazy. I, think, I know, but the scene is all, I don't know. The scene is weird. You have it just to, you have to, you have it's to like bizarre for the sake of being you. bizarre. Well, yeah, because because he's he's a nut job, you know. Obviously, so but... you know he, that's why he's there. So that's why he freaks out about ice cream, and that's that's the whole test that Hugo Strange is trying to put him through. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. But, uh, but um, some certain elements of the show are just over the top, where it becomes silly. Yeah, but those two guys are over the top in a way that's not silly. That's actually becomes satisfying and feels true to the characters. You know, one thing I got from their interaction, it's almost like. Like, uh, Enigma was like, oh, well, I don't like who you are right now. Sort of, yeah. C- come back when you're back to who you were before. Pretty much, you know? yeah. I, I, uh, I wonder if at some level he's like, I would tell you, but I'm worried that you're going to, like, turn around and be like, this guy's up to something bad. You yeah. Know, like, he almost can't trust him now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I hope we, I hope we do get more of those two interacting, because that, that, that friendship, like, I mean, when that scene last night, uh-huh. I was thinking to myself, I-, I would watch a show just with these guys. Like, a, put, do, like, a Gotham spinoff. Like a, like Gotham a, Knights. Like a buddy, like yeah, a buddy like cop a, show. I would so like, watch that, but, like, Like a buddy villain show. I would watch the shit out of that. Those guys are so great, the two of them. And they have great chemistry that, that they sort of stumbled on mid-season uh, when the whole Galavan thing was going on. Um, yeah, so that, that was really cool. So what do you think of the Penguin storyline? Do you think, I mean, obviously he's not going to stay cured forever because that's, he's supposed to be the penguin. Um, but do we, do we think that Hugo Strange's procedure, the therapy in air quotes, do you, do we think it worked as well as Hugo Strange thinks it worked? Do you think penguin is like faking any of this? No, I don't think he's, I don't think he is either, but because he would have, he would have had some reaction. He wouldn't have even gone to go see, uh, Malone, uh, Butch. Butch, I mean, I was gonna say Malone. Butch Gilzine. I like how he held up his hand. He's like, look at my hand. He took my hand and shit. Yeah. That was funny. I, he wouldn't even have gone to see him if he. Or he would have, he would have just gone there with a fucking knife and, like, and killed him. Yeah. No, yeah. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have done that. Cause this is the um, guy last season that was just like, 
was upset about, was frustrated with Fish Mooney or whatever, and would just kill a random person because he was pissed off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I don't, of course, it's not going to last forever. Right, right. But um, I think that he's genuinely uh, feeling like that. And I think it's just only a matter of time before he ticks back into his old self. But it, I think it's going to be something drastic, though. I don't think it's going to be like, oh, you know, just time went by and now I'm you know, back to normal. Did you see the promo at the end of the episode? Uh, yeah. How they're going to shoot the woman is trying to kill looks, him. Yeah, it looks like the family. So we should we should say, first of all, for people that are listening and haven't seen the show, which well, I don't know why you'd be listening. We're spoiling the hell out of it. But, um... Oh yeah, spoilers, we got <laughs> you missed it a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but he's I, I thought it was sort of um not ne- necessarily the best storytelling that like he's at his mother's grave and Paul Rubens, the yeah, better known as Pee Wee Herman, uh shows up, he's like, Oh no, I knew Gertrude a long time ago. He's like, Wait, how old are you? I'm your father. I was like, Wait, what? What just happened? This is really this is how this is how we're going about the first meeting, Gotham. It's like you couldn't come up with anything a little more. It's just like, oh, it's a happenstance yeah. meeting. You think, so, so, you think you think he's his father? I I don't know. That's I think that that's the question. I don't I don't think that he is just because, um, he. Well, first of all, just the timing. Mm-hmm. You know, he. The I think thing. it's I think it's a test from Hugo Strange. Really, to see if he's really healed. And I think that he uh, sent him in there on purpose to feel things out. And you you realize, like, he, he waits for Penguin to finish saying things before he completes his sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, he was like, oh, it's been like, how old are you? And he was like... 31. 31 years ago! You're my son! You know, uh, yeah. you know he, he waits for... I, I noticed that because as soon as he came up, I was like, wait a minute. He's just like this popping up. Yeah, because I figured like where he was going with that from the moment he showed up. And I was like, wait a minute. He's going to like slide in here that he's his father. This is like too good to be true. Yeah. You know, it's not like she just died and there's a funeral or something. Then it would make more sense right. because, you know, everyone's going to go to the funeral. But on this particular day, after a long span of yeah, time how, where she's been dead, how long he's going to just show up there. Yeah. Doubt it. She's been dead. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, she's, so, so she I, hasn't been, like, since she died and he got hurt and then got locked up and then got rehabilitated and then got released, it's probably been a few months two couple months two three months by yeah. now right yeah some time has passed yeah i know i'm that's amazing uh, yeah that's a good and i was already as soon as he showed up i was just like okay i know okay even for a comic book show this is awfully convenient you know it's you, i i don't it just rubbed me the wrong way yeah so i don't know if he's in on it or what's going on if he's his father and then i don't i don't know there's something shady there so it's gonna it looks like the promo next week is just gonna be everybody trying to kill Pee-wee Herman, uh, well, to get their yeah, money, because, I guess. Because, um, or unless that lady is also testing him to try and tempt him. That's what I was going to oh, get so to. So you think that's all uh, I the think, whole thing? Yeah, I think the promo with her, the, the daughter trying to kill him, I think it was the daughter. Because she looked very unhappy like after she kissed him. Right. And I was like, okay, maybe she's like an actor and she was like, she, she was playing the role and then she got out of the role and then she was like, oh, God, I'm you know what going it might this. Be? 
or maybe it's because like oh this asshole father I don't like once I saw the promo right right and then I was like oh well, maybe this is another test from Hugo Strange to be like okay uh, this woman's gonna try and coerce him try and have sex with him this is supposed to be his stepsister I yeah guess, right yeah his stepsister so let's see if he first of all has sex with her and then. After that, let's see if he tries to kill him, and if he, you know, if if he if he doesn't like resist at all, then it, my my rehabilitation hasn't worked. Right. So, uh, yeah. But after the whole thing with like him showing up, it was out of all nowhere, really suspicious. I, as soon as that happened, I was like, I was like listening to everything, like seeing if he finished each other's sentences. Yeah, just like frozen. <laughs> Sandwiches, you know, sandwiches, yeah, the finish frozen? each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great movie. Um, um so I, yeah. but it, it makes me feel like it could be, it could be like a um a Shutter Island situation. Do you you've seen Shutter Island, right? Yeah, yeah. It could be that Long time where, ago. where the the whole thing. Spoilers for Shutter Island. Is in his head, which is from like six years ago. Uh, no, but the whole thing in that movie is like this whole mystery that he's trying to solve and. This guy is his partner, but really it's his therapist because the whole the whole experience is is a psychological test to see if Leonardo DiCaprio's character has been cured. Yeah. So it could be like a Shutter Island scenario for Penguin, is what you're suggesting. Yeah. That makes sense. I wonder what Hugo Strange's endgame is. Because Because he wouldn't just release him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he the whole thing, he's like he, he, I think he said like something like it's gonna be a test or something, and we have to keep a close. I don't know. He said something like it, like that we're that not that, like like we're not like done. we're not done with Penguin though. Do you we'll think, see how it goes or something like that. Do you think he's turned him into like a sla- into a slave like we saw in the first episode where we met Hugo Strange, that guy he suggested or something, and he cut his eyes out or whatever randomness. Do you think Hugo Strange is gonna sort of? trigger penguin like a, like a sleeper agent and like a maturing like, candidate kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah exactly yeah like uh Maybe was it like the Gordon blue it's like something like the blue flowers fall in the it's like yeah. it's something with something like colors like or something like that and then he turns and then he's like uh you know Does trying to kill everybody yeah i think yeah that's what i was gonna say too i think that um he's just like taming him yeah. so he can have like he's a weapon as a weapon, so he can have uh, use him in his team of villains, right? And he's trying to see if that will work, so he can use it on other people, and so you know, eventually he'll have a whole bunch of people that are under his rule because you know he's not a good guy. He's strange, yeah. No, he's not a good guy at all. He doesn't care about him being <laughs> sane. Yeah, he's trying to help people. He's gonna unleash a an army of reanimated Gotham villains by the end of the season, basically. Probably, yeah. I mean, didn't we remember surprised. that? I think Fire Flyer, Firefly Girl, the one that shot fire. Yeah, she had like the this uh, the suit that she was like f- burning down. Think she was working for that gang that were like her brothers, sort of, but not really. Earlier this season, like m- middle of the first half, Firefly. I think her name was Firefly. Um, oh, okay, yeah. She's a friend of cats. I'm, I'm thinking like Joss Whedon. No, no, Firefly. not that Firefly. I, was, I thought of... you were talking about an actress on, no, no, on no. Firefly. Miranda Baccarin like... is on Firefly. Well, yeah, on... I know, but, but no, uh, no, that's the only connection with that. No, Firefly, who was a friend of Selena's, and then she got burnt up, and then and she got burnt up, and we heard, uh, I think we heard a line of dialogue like the suit got fused to her body or something because she went on fire and it like melded onto her or something. Yeah, and then she was taken to Indian Hill, so we might see her by the end of the season. Mr. Freeze, Jerome, yeah, that was very Galavan, early in the season, but yeah, Simone, uh, 
Yeah, so well, that should be interesting. But we should get the Daredevils in a, in a few minutes. But first, I want to get to Bruce Wayne's story. But real quick before we get to that, how do you feel about the fact that Barbara's awake now and now going to be coming back into the storyline? I mean, Owen is probably going to do the exact same thing to Barbara that he did to Penguin, right? I would think so. Well, I mean, I would think so. So she's just going to be part of the team. I'm, you know, the as way soon she, as she woke up, the way she woke up, it looked she, she looked sort of like alarmed, and I wonder, I worry if they're going to go, if they're going to go with an amnesia storyline because in the comic books, Barbara Keen is Gordon's wife and mother of Batgirl, so I wonder if they're going to try and redeem Barbara's character and like still by the end of the series have her end up with Jim Gordon and get married and have a kid and everything. Even though part of me is like, dude, she killed her own parents. Unless they retcon that. They're like, no, no, she didn't. It was this guy. And she's like, oh, it was all a mind trick. I fucked myself up. I'm no, good now. Uh, there's no way they could do that, though, without... They already did that. ...looking ridiculous. You know what I mean? They already, But they already did that. Oh, that reversal. They already had it where we thought the ogre... Yeah, but they never said it. Yeah. They never... No one we ever assumed. said it. We just assumed because he was... Flip it back, he was there... And she was just like, but I, I mean, I knew that she killed her parents. Yeah, I had a feeling. But, I'm like, oh man, I don't think so. Because they can't, they hit throughout that first season that she's off and she's losing it a little bit. So that by the end, you're like, yeah, that, that sort of makes sense. She seemed a little creepy already. Yeah. And people, she drives people fucking nuts. Like some people, some people like her, I guess. But for the most part, when I see people in comments on our Gotham articles, they're like, oh, I fucking hate this character. Get her off the show. Why? I don't like her either, though. I mean, I, I liked her a little she, bit when she was okay. when she was embracing her evilness. Yeah. And she was sort of like a Harley Quinn stand-in for Jerome. Like, yeah. Like, at the, uh, whatever, charity ball, that episode where Jerome got stabbed. Yeah. Um, but in general, I'm not a huge fan of Barbara. I don't know. She's just... she's all, She goes over the top in a way that I don't buy it. In a way that it takes me out of the show because it's not entertaining. It's more goofy. Um, so I worry that they're going to try and redeem she's, her character. She's barely kind of even in it, though, that much. So it, True. It doesn't... I like um, to keep it that way, I guess is my point. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against the actress. The actress is actually, you know, actually pretty talented, and, you know, she's attractive and all that. So you can't, I, you I, can't I, throw that line in there after, she say, after you say she goes over the top. Well, she does. She's she's talented actress in certain scenes, but when she goes bad... You can't call somebody talented if they're just pretty. Well, no. <laughs> when she goes over the top... She, her parents are talented. When she goes over the top, it doesn't work for me. When the character was was just like Gordon's fiance in season one, she still wasn't particularly likable or interesting, but she was she handled that part well. Yeah. Uh, but it's when she goes over the top that I I'm just like okay, don't whatever you're doing, please stop and just like take it down and go back into your coma or whatever. Yeah, she was there. Uh, that's pretty much sort of. She, um. So, but now that she's gone to that place. I don't know if the show can really be like, no, we're, we're going to rein that back in. We're going to make you like her again. From like, first of all, I never really liked her. She was always sort of irritating. And secondly, you can't have a character. How do you redeem a character from murdering your own parents? Yeah. I keep saying this because I, I worry that they're going to try and switch it back around. And every episode when Gordon's, Gordon and Lee's relationship starts falling by the wayside, I'm like, oh, fuck. They're all trying to open that Barbara door again. I don't know. So I worry that that's going to happen, but we'll find out. I'm sure by the season's end, something will happen with her. Maybe she'll die, and then we won't have to worry about well, it. Well, we don't know if they're taking the conventional Well, they're not. I mean, they're, the they're, comics, they're, change, I they're not really. They're changing a lot I of things. I didn't think so. As they go along. Um, so hopefully they'll change that. Because I do like... 
I do like Lee's character, uh, Lee a lot more than Barbara. And I think she's actually is interesting and she never, she doesn't go like too big. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but she's still, but she's still not just like the girlfriend role. She's still strong and has her moments where she, you know, she's key to the plot and that kind of thing. So real yeah. fast before we get I to I still Daniel, thought she was an idiot though for going with Mr. Freeze, but. Oh, well, she was she's trying pregnant? to protect her really? patient. Yeah, I That's... know. I know, I, yeah, sort of. But she was trying to. They they chalked it up to she's she's a really dedicated doctor, basically. And you're supposed to be. Like, a, I guess they had a, she they really had, cares about her patients. They had a moment more than like her unborn child. They had a moment like that in Walking Dead recently too. I was really? like, really, really, you're gonna do that even though you have a baby? You're gonna you're gonna go around and kill people and do all this stuff? Like seriously, think about what you're doing and just stay in, in a yeah. safe place. How about not doing what, whatever it is you're about to do? Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> what did you think about the Bruce Wayne story? Um, the fact that he's, I mean, not much, not a whole lot happened, but we saw yet again where he's basically getting closer and closer to the, ro- you know, to the bat suit, essentially. Uh, I think, I feel like they've done a decent job these last several episodes of sort of threading that through to the point where in the last episode, He's like, I'm one day I'm gonna do something to save, to protect Gotham and save the city, blah blah blah. And we're all like, You're gonna wear a fucking suit and be like, Darkness, no parents. Yeah. Um. So uh, I, I, I think I like, he's starting to lose it a little bit too, though. But he's supposed to. I mean, if you Batman has never been the most put together a character, he's always a little yeah, I know. unhinged. So that fits that character. I know. There's a difference between, uh, you know, going and, you know. Enigma's side of crazy right, and right, Bruce's exactly. side of crazy. Bruce's side of crazy is, uh, you know, feeling sort of invincible. Like he can, you know, the whole part where he said about, um, the, you know, then in that moment I knew that that he couldn't break me and that no one could, no one could, that kind of thing. And and, and of course Selena's like, no one's unbreakable, Bruce. And I shouted to the TV, Bruce Willis is! <laughs> <laughs> Just because that's a great movie and I like to reference it whenever yeah. I can. Like I'm the only one here. I don't know why I no, shot it. I heard me say that. She was uh, in the other room. I she heard me say that and she laughed because she well, I guess was listening to the show. Um but no, I like his continuing evolution and I'm I I'm wrote in my review, I'm hoping they focus more on Bruce's part of the story and less on Gordon because this whole season has been Gordon's got this darkness within him. And he keeps drawing him towards it, but instead of turning away, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be dark this time because this guy has it coming." Yeah. That uh, that's not as interesting to me. I really don't give a shit about Gordon's moral dilemma very much, and so I, I like to see Gordon relegated to more of a side character and yeah. less of the ostensible lead, which he has been at the, up to this point, and see Bruce sort of rising to that forefront. And I think that actor David Mazous, I think how you say his name, M A Z O U Z, uh, I think. He's talented enough to pull it off because he, he um, as far as dramatically, I feel like he's probably one of the stronger characters on the show. And I just, I'd want to see more of him training and developing his strategy and, and his understanding of the criminal element to the point that he becomes the world's greatest detective. So, yeah. so that was just my piece on Bruce. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying that part of the show to quite a large degree. I'm surprised actually how much I'm being like, yeah, fuck that, more of this kid. Yeah, because early on you're just like, oh, baby Batman, go inside. Well, the adults play, but now now he's actually starting to get in fights and starting to learn about that. So that's cool to see. Do you or any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, he only had like three scenes. Yeah, but they but, were, but even when he has like three scenes, they're, they're like, substantial. They're pivotal but, scenes. Yeah. yeah, but 
he didn't have he didn't really have much. It was just like he got in a fight. Just to remind us, like, hey, this is still and a show about he Batman. He was like, I liked the pain. I actually liked it. And then he was like, something's not right with the whole Gordon going to jail thing. And, and that was pretty much and it. And he's like, <laughs> and he turns to the camera and he's like, see you next week, everybody. Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so going from Batman, a vigilante who wears a mask to fight crime in the streets, let's go to, to the... another vigilante yeah, who fights crime. <laughs> pretty much. Goes around in the streets. Who's also all about his city. He's like, this is my city. And lives in a very New York... Yeah, basically, I mean, environment. Pretty much, it's like, I mean, it's I like the you, DC equivalent to New York. He, re- he, well, yeah. I mean, wait, uh, Hell's Kitchen is? Uh, no, Hell's Kitchen is New York. Oh, oh, you mean I'm talking yeah, about uh, yeah, Gotham? Yeah, yeah. Go- well, Gotham is, is like the DC metro- equivalent. Metropolis also is in a way too. It's but, depending. It's know. like the good. I guess it's like the good and and bad of of uh, New York. Yeah, the gross part, and then like the. The, Again, you know, here we go city. in juxtaposition. It's crazy. Well, in the Batman v Superman, you know, movie version, there are twin cities. They're supposed to be. They compared it to uh, San Diego and Oakland, I think, which are separated by a bay. Yeah. So, in in the movies, with take Affleck a bridge and, and it goes right, yeah, right, exactly. They're like the they're other. just a body of water between Metropolis and Gotham, well, which that, makes they, sense because which they explain go, why they're like hanging out all the time. Oh, but like in uh, Man of Steel, they go over a body of water. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and that's and then they so that makes sense that they they went over the body of water start fighting in Gotham. I don't know if they bit. were really fighting in Gotham. I feel like that was supposed to be still Metropolis because because Perry. Oh, White, okay, maybe they yeah, didn't. Perry White was right, but I thought probably they did. saw water. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, and that maybe also makes sense. Wayne Enterprises would have an office building in a major city. I mean, if you you know, and name any corporation that has a, uh, has an office in, you know. Where Chicago, they have an, they probably have another office in New York or L.A. or whatever. So that yeah. makes sense. And that was the building that crumbled when Zod and him were fighting, and Zod was in there doing his uh, heat vision, and it started. So you're coming saying down, the so Wayne building that gets destroyed, it the, could have been a Metropolis. Yeah, I think it was probably a Metropolis, but maybe Bruce was there for a meeting or something, and that's when he was in the street. And you know, like we see in the trailer, him in the streets would be like screaming, like ah, yeah, whatever, exactly. Being like we can't trust this guy. If there's a one percent chance, he could wipe us all out. We're super excited about about that. But that that's that'll be next podcast. This time it's all Marvel, baby. Yeah. From this point on, because we've yeah. been talking about DC up to now. So <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do the Batman v Superman next podcast, and then we're gonna push the Netflix original. Yeah, it keeps getting pushed back. Gotcha. But what can we say, man? Daredevil and Batman. Well, we there's a lot of other stuff happening. We just finished. Season two of Daredevil, so we had to talk about it. Yeah, well, we were gonna drag it out a little bit longer, but I was I was actually so involved with the storyline that I was like, no, fuck it, a more, another one, and another one. Uh, I think I watched. I think after you left, I think I was on episode ten by the end of that night. Whenever that was three o'clock, whenever I decided to go to bed, because I'm like, yes, I want to keep watching. Yes, I, Netflix, I think I'm still I've, here. I think I finished it in two days. Yeah, pretty much. And that's why I see things on social media. People are like, oh, Daredevil, something or other. And like, what episode do you want? I'm like, bitch, I've been done for days. Come on now. Yeah. Um, so where we left off, I don't remember if it was the end of, yeah, end of episode six. Yeah, it was. It Frank was... Castle's like, next week, for People vs. Frank Castle starts. And I was like, you mean in two seconds it starts? <laughs> this is not a network television show. Come on. Yeah. Um, so then, so then that's what well, we got to cover today. Is the trial 
and Jesus Christ, a lot happened with the hand and everything. Electra, so first, the whole thing with the lecture. First of all, I just want to say now, we both said that we were like, please, 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 we got some kingpin up in this bitch. Yeah. Well, we knew they were going to get pink. We kingpin. didn't know. We hoped. No, we. I knew because he was in the trailer. I didn't see. Well, you saw there was a shot of him. There was a shot of him in the trailer. The last one, right? One shot. One single shot of him standing. But was that a shot from season uh, two or season one? No. See, why would they put it if it was in season I don't know, one? To make you think that, like, ah, oh, I remember him. No, they wouldn't tease something like that in I mean, a frame. Well, if I didn't, he's not even going to. Well, be. then I'm glad I didn't see that trailer because when. When Frank Castle goes in there, I was like, You didn't see the trailer. No, not that one. The final one? No, not the final one. It was in the Electra one, I believe. Oh. And I forgot about... I'm glad I forgot about that shot because... I don't think it was in the final one. When Frank Frank Castle got in there and and walks in and then you see this guy turn around and it was Wilson Fisk, I was like, Oh, shit! No, they didn't! Pretty much. I I was really... That made me really happy. Yeah, and it continued with season one, just... I just like it picked up right back from it. Pretty much, and uh, then, yeah, and then, well, because he was actually he was technically in three episodes. Um, the end of that one episode where he turns around and he has like maybe a line, and then, pff, then the credits roll. Yeah. Then that one episode where it was basically a kingpin episode, where they like, did flashbacks, where about yeah, how flashbacks he, to him being like taking he, off his yeah. watch and all that, his cufflinks, and and then walking in there and all that crap, and then the episode where Matt goes to see him. And that that shit was bananas. Yeah, where he says how he's gonna kill Foggy and him. Yeah. So do we think for so we we suspect for that threatening about not having Vanessa go back to that the was, city. Oh my god! Why does why does this show not get any like Emmy recognition? Because Vincent D'Onofrio should have one already for this character. He's just so great as that character. You see him in anything else? He he changes his body, the way he moves. He changes his facial expressions. He changes his voice. Like, he doesn't sound like, I was walking down Hell's Kitchen. He doesn't have that voice. He has a, he sounds like a normal guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He becomes this character in a way, in a way, and, and makes him more complex than, you know, Michael Clark Duncan, the late great Michael Clark Duncan did a wonderful job in the movie, but he only has two hours and that was not the kind of movie to really be like, you need to understand where the kingpin's coming from. That was just like, I say stuff and I try to kill people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio has fleshed him out to, like, this is probably one of the, probably, I mean, I haven't read all the comic books, but this is probably one of the best versions of this character ever. Well, at least on film. And film, definitely, because it's only been those, live action has only been those two, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, man, he was great in that that scene. So, do we think that he suspects that Matt is Daredevil? Because he goes and he's like, get me the files on Mr. Murdoch, whatever. Because when he's like, because they had a fight and Matt sort of Held his own for two seconds. He didn't hold his own. He, I, I, he was, he was, I mean, he had a reservation about for a moment about, he did because he was no. He, he let him kick the shit out of him because he didn't want to show his hand. You know, if and anything, he was trying to show like he was helpless by like grabbing his face and having Kingpin push it back down and and all this stuff. Show like a sort of like helplessness to him, and he did it on purpose to get information out of him. Right. But, I mean, did he go too far? Do we think... He, yeah, but think he needed the information to find out, you know... To confirm whether or not he was involved in Frank Castle's escape. Yeah. Which, Jesus, he was. Um, but, you know, Kingpin's always been an intellectual 
foe as well as a physical one. That's one of the things that makes him most interesting. I think, you know, you have villains where Bane, Bane in Dark Knight Rises was sort of in it, more of an intellectual, he, he's probably one of the closer ones that I can think of to Kingpin as far as I'm really smart and I can outthink you, but I'm also going to beat the crap out of you because look at my muscles. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't but be surprised it was almost if they not start even, to develop that. It was almost not even because of him though with Bane. It was because oh, of that yeah. woman. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of, well, I think that people yeah. know. Yeah, people who listening to us talk about superheroes, They're, they've seen that. But Some but he's she's, he was just like a, a rook of of Talia. So I, I don't think that he was really on, I don't think he's on Wilson Fist's level. Just because right. everything that he did was That's why I said he, like, he's one of the few, one of the few, like, at least in the movie versions that I've seen. Um, that could even, that, could, that has both elements in play. Because usually you get Lex Luthor and you're like, he's really smart, but Superman, like, no, but his I, head I don't, off I don't think that he has that intellectual part as much as you think. Because. K- who? Kingpin? No, Bane. No, no, I know, I know what I'm oh, saying. Okay, okay. I'm saying how, how Bane has both elements, not maybe to the same level that Kingpin does, but he has both elements. Whereas usually you're an intellectual threat or you're a physical threat. You're not usually 100% both. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Riddler is an intellectual threat. Yeah. Killer Croc is a physical threat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like Rhino from Spider-Man yeah. versus Dr. Octopus, who's actually both. Uh, but that's why he's one of the more beloved Spider-Man characters. And Kingpin has really become not all, Matt Murdock's equal to the point that he probably actually I don't know I don't I don't know it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that character because obviously they're going to try and bring him back for season three right yeah, of course and he'll probably get out at some point during that season um, but I I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they start taking start drawing us down the road of him figuring out that Matt Murdock and Daredevil are the same person well I think that's why uh, you know he wants to know more about him because when he gets out he wants to have a plan on what he should do right to uh, to Foggy and him. And who's closest to them, and you Karen's know, what, gonna be fucked then. What's their story? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so, so I, yeah. I, before we got into anything else, I just wanted to delve into the pink kingpin stuff, just because I was like, oh my god, awesome! And they use him perfectly, where he's in like one, like one and a half episodes, whatever, and does his thing, and then he goes back to phasing away and be like, I'm in here because I want to be in here. So when I come out, I rule this shit, and I don't have to like deal with all these other people that are trying to you know, stumble over each other for control of Hell's Kitchen. Plus, the way he has the setup he's got in prison is pretty sweet. Nobody fucks with him. He's eating steak dinners with wine and shit. And, and everybody's under his, you know, under his control. Yeah. So why would he want to leave that unless he knows he can have that same level of control on the outside? Yeah. Um, And if you're going to speak about Wilson Fest, you have to talk about how he used the Punisher to kill that guy. Yep, that's a good segue into the and, Punisher story. And, uh, and that... That fight scene with the Punisher and those what thirty guards? Holy or, crap! Right, or prisoners. I mean, and he has was it just, just a, was it just, just a, a shiv? shiv? Just a shiv knife, and he's just like brah, getting people up under their jaw and like on the side of their head, then slitting the, their throats. The violence and... here was much more brutal than the first. Like, well, even then, more it than was, the first season. Well, th- that particular scene, especially the stuff, especially yeah. Well, that particular scene though, especially because all he has is a knife. He's in prison. It's the Punisher. You he doesn't put have all to those, worry about... He's like, in small, confined yeah. spaces against 30 people. 
He's gonna go and attack him like like an animal. Well, especially not you only know, thirty people, thirty criminals that he knows, like that. You know, he's in that there are with, very strong. He's in there with like the worst people. Like to quote uh, Amanda Waller from the Suicide Squad trailer, he's in there with the worst of the worst. Yeah, he's in there with like murderers and rapists and drug runners and blah blah blah. So he's got no remorse. It's uh, that uh, what is that line from uh, Sin City? I'm just quoting, referencing a bunch of comic book things today. But Marv is like, I love hitmen. No matter what you do to them, you don't feel bad. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Where the Punisher's like, all right, 30 people, pra, 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 and kill all of you because he doesn't have remorse in general. I mean, but well, he, when he, he also, kills people when like he that, kills yeah. people, exactly. When he kills people that deserve it. Yeah. Uh, if it was cops attacking him, he might not be like, that's breaking well, ass and shit. Yeah, because that's why he doesn't even bother fighting the prison, the, the guards. That go over there, you know, he's like, I'm not going to fight you guys. You guys, even Doing though you're your jobs, even, well, yeah. You get though, in my way and he'll punch you and knock you out, whatever. But he's not going to like stab things. In your freaking I don't know if he shit. necessarily knows that they're under his payroll uh, right. at that moment. But, you know, even if he did, I don't think he would kill them just because they are dirt, like dirty paid off cops. Yeah, I don't, he might. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I think he tends to go more for the murderer or rapist people, right. you know, not the... I took money from this guy to just give him a steak dinner and wine. You know what I mean? Right. Type of people. I, I think that's a little bit more petty even for Punisher. Uh, you know, he may go to extreme, but I don't think he would go to extreme on his preferences of killing people. You what know? did you, what did you, well, and, and I love that moment at the end of that sequence with Wilson Fisk sort of like standing there with his hands behind his back, I think just, Sort of looming over the whole thing, I was like, "Oh my god, that's a great reveal!" Where where he's just standing there and has this, this whole exchange where with him, where he's like, "Good luck" or whatever, and like that's him being like, like, "Yeah, oh he's like, god, you know, so next awesome. time we see each other, you're gonna, I don't know, you're gonna regret it, or it's not that gonna be good, thing. or oh, something man. like that." So great, and which you know, in the comic books, everybody knows they also have a feud, Punisher right. and Kingpin. Makes so sense. it naturally makes sense that they would make it. In the in the TV show as well. Well, Kingpin is one of those villains that is so so looms so large in the New York streets, and since so much of the Marvel universe is set in New York, like he comes to he crosses paths with Daredevil and Punisher and Spider Man and all that. So there's lots of room for Vincent D'Onofrio to come back in multiple different shows or films or whatever they want to do with him. And I hope that they do do that at some point. Yeah. Um. And he's and he's a, he's an actor that's always crossed a, crossed over from television to film, like back and forth anyway so if i know marvel tv and marvel studios supposedly reportedly have issues where they don't really like get along or whatever that's why you don't see references and stuff yeah but if they're gonna like put that shit aside for any character it would be it would be fisk yeah. it would be kingpin because but, he fits perfectly in any of that yeah so so the the whole thing is is that you know punisher goes on trial and uh and the whole thing is that they're just trying to shorten his sentence. They know he's going to get jail time, well, obviously, I mean, because he so killed much. he killed so many people. Even though they're bad, he still killed people. It's against right. the law. So I've know? heard. And story, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe for you. <laughs> uh, so I, um, so he goes there, and, and he gets the, 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 the tip out from one of the guards. Like, oh, just say that you're crazy, and... And go just go to jail, and we'll you know, and because this person wants to meet with you and talk with you and all this stuff, all that bullshit. Right. That, and so he goes like, "Oh, I'm crazy," and that, and that oh, scene I'm reminded insane, me. And, it reminded and me. And I would do it again, and I would love to do it, and all this stuff. 
and he, of course, he goes to jail, and that's where it happens with uh, Wilson Fisk. Right, exactly. So uh, That whole thing with him on the stand, it reminded me a little bit as, like, a really, really, really extreme version of the last scene in Iron Man, where he's like, yeah, I am the Punisher! I'll fuck you! Well, he didn't say fuck, but it was like, oh, goddamn, every goddamn one of you, blah, 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 and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like at that one on one level, you're 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 like oh god. On one level, you're stupid. sort of scared of the yes. You're like uh, on one level. Okay, there's three levels then, I guess. On one level, you're like, oh no, why did he say that? That asshole. On one level, you're like, fuck yeah, you are. Say that shit. And on one level, you're like, wow, this guy's fucking crazy. It's multiple, yeah, but but it's he it's a complex. He's, and and he was acting crazy though. I don't think he was actually. He's not. Like, no, no. He's, he's not, not seriously saying I'm gonna kill every motherfucking one. Right. Oh yeah, motherfucking whatever you are. Well, saying in that moment, again. in that moment, but, we don't know for sure what's going on. Yeah. They set it up where you could see that some guy, one of the cops, looks at him, and you're like, oh, something's gonna happen that's not supposed to happen. Well, yeah, Matt Murdock, or you know, he Matt, notices Matt it. it too. Yeah. Yeah, he sensed it because you know. He, you know, he noticed the look they and did the real, whole, like, whisper in, the, in his ear and everything. They did a good job uh, with this, this. I think I think they did it more this season in a way because I feel like, I don't know, for some reason this season felt more active to me. Maybe because there were more moving parts. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think they did, they did a really good well, job. Did what, though? I'm about to say it. They did a good job. Oh, well, just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> establishing his powers, like... How do, how's he able to do that? He's like, oh, I can hear this person coming here. And like, you know, the whole thing with the hand, and we'll get to that after we do with the Punisher section, of tracking their, he can't track their footsteps because they're too quiet, so he tracks their weapons, and at a certain point he then can't track that, so he tracks their breath. Yeah. teaches him. Because eventually they have to take a breath. Right, exactly. Yeah. When they exhale. And that's a great moment with Stick. Um, they did a good job establishing that without doing like the movie did, just going into like this radar mode every two seconds. Because that... Would get old. After I don't. That. I don't know. If, every, I don't know so. if they. Uh, there definitely was a lot more fighting in this season, right? Um, because you have Electro, Punisher, Daredevil. They're all fighting. A lot stick. more moving parts. Is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot more fighting. Every episode had major action set pieces. But as but as it. far as um, using his abilities, I think there was about the same. Just because, if anything, you, saw, you maybe a little bit more in the first season because they're trying to. Established the the grounds for his abilities, and you know you saw one part where he's like, "Oh, what does it look like? It looks like, like, like a fiery chasm from whence it came." Not his words; it's mine, but it's still, Gan- it's Gandalf's words. It's Gandalf's but... words, yeah. <laughs> but it, no, no, actually, it's Elrond's words. Yeah, uh, Elrond. My words. bad. Sorry, Lord um, of the Rings fans. <laughs> but it looked like you know, like a reddish hue. That's in the first season. That's what it looked like. That and they showed a grief. A, a brief, I mean, uh, not a not a glee, a grief. Not a grief. <laughs> like, oh, it's so red. <laughs> yeah, not a br- uh, but a brief glimpse of like how he sees in all these reddish hues, right? And so uh, reddish orange stuff. But um, so I think they did a little bit more in the first season, and the second season they, they maybe they were more they more they inter- integrated it more subtly. Yeah, they yeah that they did. Yeah, where they just like. Where, where you kind of see him they, like move his ear. Yeah, they explain. And they explain and just they a line like of dialogue. Just like someone coming up the stairs, whatever things like that. Yeah, like yeah. they do. Yeah, they do. Like the close up to him and his ear, without really spoon feeding us and being like, "We get it. He's got powers. Continue. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it." And they acknowledge it so that it doesn't come off as, you know, so that you're not like, "Wait a minute, how did you know that?" They acknowledge it so that that you buy into that because, but they don't beat you over the head with because he has powers, guys. I'm like, yeah, yeah because they assume okay. like you know. 
Yeah, you've seen, at this obviously point, seen the right. It's like it's like season. you know, it's like you know, in the first season is an origin story. You're like, he's got these powers. In the second one, it's just a natural evolution of that. And yeah. story to, you can take sort of shortcuts with that element of the writing because if people know it. Yeah. Um, so the Punisher stuff was really really cool. I uh, I continued I continued to enjoy. I mentioned on the last episode, I continued to enjoy the interactions with him and Karen, and I feel like that relationship really humanized him in a lot of ways uh i i do think it's sort of got on little his storyline got a little bit unwieldy towards the end where it's it, you know and it, it turns out that the blacksmith is actually i guess his old co yeah uh, but who was the, the one that was army who was shooting up all the people though from the trial was it the blacksmith I don't know. See what I mean? See, like, th- that's, some of that story that was a question a that I had. Like it was a little like you, you like like they kind of assumed it, mm-hmm. but, but they never really like pointed out. You know, obviously they went, they killed everyone from the trial, and it was a bloodbath and all this stuff. They killed right. Ray's, they killed the the medical examiner, and they tried to kill Karen. You know, obviously, uh, Karen had a bad time, but, but Punisher <laughs> saved her. And they made it seem like it was that guy because he tried to kill Karen too. Mm-hmm. Right. But they never really like completely said like, oh, I did it. I went and I shot holes through your walls. I was sort of waiting for Bullseye to show up at one point because I'd heard rumors yeah. that Bullseye was going to be in the season. Yeah. I, so I, when people kept getting killed randomly, I was like, oh, shit. They like, could establish that Bullseye is involved here somehow. Yeah, I thought, well, I knew that. Probably I didn't think it was likely, but because Bullseye's he has he's he's not clumsy like that, you know. If Bullseye wants to kill you, you'd be dead. You you're dead. You know what I mean? Unless you right. have Daredevil, you know, abilities, and then you can dodge out of the way. Right. Exactly. But if it wouldn't, he doesn't really use. I think he uses more, you know, rifle type stuff, not automatic. Right, yeah, okay. Type, you know, so it didn't seem like his style. So he was, just needs more precision thing. Like, he's just gonna, not going to be like, spray a bullet, spray a bullet, did I hit you? Oh, okay, yeah, good, exactly. I hit you. I he's th- just going to be like, boom, one shot, done. What yeah, else? pretty much. He just does one shot, and then Yeah, that's actually more, that is more the Punisher's, st- unless, the, unless it was, you know, unless whoever did the shoot the, the shootings was trying to make it look like it's the Punisher, because the Punisher style is rain of bullets everywhere until everybody's dead. Yeah, but there's more precision the way even that they the were doing. Even with the Punisher, there's more precision, but it's a bloodbath. You know what I mean? Okay. Because even they said it, the 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 shots were all precise. They were all in like triangles, like uh, you know, like the triangle on the chest. It was yeah. like oh, this one and this one and this one. They were all like the same. So he shot with precision, but he shot very very fast with precision. Right. And uh, you see a lot of the times, like, it was an automatic, you know, sniper rifle that he was, or not, a, not an automatic, a sniper rifle that he yeah, was yeah, using yeah. most of the time anyways. Oh, and he even said that to Karen. He's like, do you know what a, you know, whatever sniper is? And she's like, no. He's like, you're looking at one, that kind of thing. Yeah, he's There's a, he's a he, he, he uses, for the most part, sniper rifle. Oh, and they established that and then at the end he he saves He doesn't Daredevil. just shoot like wildly. At the end of the, of the season he saves Daredevil from Nobu? Isn't that what he saved from Nobu, right? Well, he doesn't shoot Nobu. But he shoots He shoots the the the, the the ninjas of the hand. Right, okay. Um and and to get for him to get to Nobu. Right. And then 
he you know tosses him off the building. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, the, that's how Karen knew it doesn't really seem like his style for, because one, he's he's killing innocent people. He wouldn't just kill. I mean, even though they had their hand and they they were dirty, uh, and they accepted bribes, he's not going to kill people because of that. And also because it was a slaughter fest, you know, it was just a, a just a, a a bunch of bullets just being thrown everywhere. Right. You know, so Karen knew it wasn't him. But I think like uh, that little hut or what is it like a like a little like shack a little shell- sh- shack or shelter where it has all like the gear and stuff. I think that's gonna be like his new like. Place. secret place to go to and stock up on bullets and get all this stuff and you got like the he was looking at the the vest for a while there yeah, and as and soon as i saw the vest i'm like oh i see an outline there that you paint that white that's the punisher logo right there yeah and then he was looking at the 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 newspaper in his house and he's like okay let me go and do this on my black t-shirt real fast uh i think he wears the vest underneath the black t-shirt I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But um, but anyways, well, he de- he, you know, he takes the paint and he like does his his own his his own thing there. By yeah, by the end of it, we finally we get him in his signature outfit, just like in the first season. Daredevil wasn't in a red suit until. And that was such episode. a good moment where he popped out of nowhere and on the top of the roof as the the rooftop looking like badass. Like and that. he's like, "I'll see you around, Red." Yeah. Like, oh, nice. Which he calls him in the comic. Well, I already said that in the last. Yeah, comic. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so uh. So we went to Wilson Fisk. We went to the Punisher. So wait, before we wrap up the Punisher, dude. So now, after <laughs> stupid question, after this season, are you like, if they announce a Punisher show, are you gonna be like, fuck yeah? Or are you gonna be like, really? What, what did I say on the last episode? Like, did they convince you any more that this character can handle his own show? Because uh, you, were, you were concerned <laughs> about that last, last, you know, last episode. I again. Uh, uh, I, about the same. About the same. I okay. think it would be about the. I would still be very excited about it because. Would you rather? Would I like the character. Right. It's just I don't know. And he's great in that. Character. Yeah, and, and, and I didn't watch The Walking Dead, so I don't know how he was on Shane. Yeah, he's uh, Shane he's great that. in that character. I love the character to begin with. I just um, it's I don't know if it's gonna have the same sort of depth as as uh, and as Daredevil or well, multiple just, moving parts as Daredevil. Because you he, know, yeah, because he's Marvel owner and because he yeah. Won't have that if anything, it would just have like maybe like a thing with Karen. You know, I think eventually they're gonna, if if anything ha- if if nothing happens with her, you know her and Matt, I think that uh, you put her with Punisher. Punisher, really? I, I could see that. I could oh, see that eventually. Wow. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think of that, but yeah, maybe. I I got a, like a sort of chem- he's she's one of the only ones that that understands him. And and uh, and he he has like a certain fondness of her, and and she she believes in what he's doing. She's like the only one who's like multiple times throughout the show. It was like, well, you know, like he's doing it all for the better good. He's just not doing it the right in, way. in the right way, or you know, it's and everyone's like, I don't know, Karen, you're just a little. He's killing people here. It's and she's like, like ah, but he's killing the. The wrong, the 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 bad people. Right. Though. It's like when we were when we were growing up, and our dad would not would not handle things in the right way, but have good intentions in what he was saying to us or whatever. Yeah. 
it's like he's like oh i didn't he didn't say it the right way but i know where his his heart's in the right place that kind of thing yeah um i thought that i i read into that karen punisher storyline a little more and i think this is what they were going for you know everybody people ask her a few times throughout the season like why do you why are you on this guy's side what's going on with that whatever and i feel like she's on some level trying to justify her own actions last season with Wesley and like apparently before that she might have shot somebody else and sort of and sort of a little bit of like uh you know how in Lord of the Rings Frodo like wants to believe that Gollum can be saved because it's supposed to be representative of Frodo holding out hope that he can actually come out of you know how the ring has affected him and that kind of thing yeah I read into that the parallel that Karen saw a little bit of herself you know in a much more extreme fashion obviously but uh, in the Punisher's actions, did you? What do you feel yeah. about that? Did you yeah. get that too? Yeah, I yeah. I mean, in the same way, she's she. I mean, you've seen that that she's not exactly like all the other characters, right? And so she sees more. She's like she she has a different outlook on on uh, on on morals. Um, and you know, if you're put in that position, you you have do to you, you have to sur- do what you have to do to survive. And if it's a bad person, then you know, of course, you gotta do what you, yeah, take him out, take him out, yeah. But so but there's a difference. Like she didn't shoot Wesley. Like she didn't shoot Wesley one time. If I if I if I remember correctly, she, she unloaded the whole gun yeah. onto his chest and yeah. shit. Yeah, she so did. she was like on, in the zone there. Uh, I think it's interesting that that. I wonder if the the same gun was the same gun that she killed him with, though. The oh one yeah, Punisher, she, yeah, maybe finds, that'd be interesting. I I, I wonder if that's it. A whole episode but, titled it. But then, um, but then he also said how, you know, you take some thought. Most people go for like the big, you know, guns that make a lot of boom and bang and and with you a fancy pick, handle. Yeah, with the with the fancy rubber handle and all this stuff. But you get the the more practical type of gun. So I don't, I don't, which I don't remember being not, yeah. so small. Which the one that like she kills, she, which Wesley means that with. she's not afraid to use it. I guess is what he's reading into it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wasn't sure if she disposed of the weapon in the first movie yeah. either until like the the lake or something, or I mean the you know the river. Uh, it's, so it's interesting because before we watched season two, I wasn't thinking i need to go rewatch season one but now that we finished season two and especially in such short order now i'm like fuck maybe that's something to put on in the background when i'm writing or something they're like season one let's start over yeah because holy crap but i think i think punisher will be back in the the third season of daredevil you think they'll you would you prefer that instead of getting his own show and granted you know marvel could very well announce uh, a, spin, a spin-off on him tomorrow i wouldn't be I, they and i would probably be like yeah i i, I kind of figured that was coming but um, I think he would still be in it, even he could if also he did be, have his own spin-off. Maybe. Well, I mean, Luke Cage was on Jessica Jones, and they had his his show was already announced. So, but they decided to bring him in there first. Yeah. There's, I mean, they could easily decide. No, I'm instead. saying that they could do both, though. Right, right, yeah. Well, I'm sure Jessica Jones season two, Luke Cage might show up at some point. They're kind of, they have a very strong connection, and they end up, you know, getting married and everything in the comic books. Um, but I could see Punisher instead of. Or in addition to getting his own show, being sort of a a floating character and be like he shows up in Daredevil, and then he shows up over here, and then he shows up over here. Like he's not necessarily limited because they're all set in the same city. Yeah. Which is which is which is a fact that they took advantage of really well in this in this season, of Daredevil, where you know you had a couple of mentions of Jessica Jones, 
You had uh, Carrie Ann Moss as Hogarth showing up in the finale. Yeah. Where, you know, Marcy said that she could get Foggy a job. And I, I, I don't think it was just, the finale. It was the second like the to last. Like the one before, yeah, second to last, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe that one. Uh, and, you know, you just assume, okay, there's like a bazillion firms in New York. It could be anything, whatever. Yeah. And then when he sits down with her for a job interview, I was like, oh, my God, of course it is. Because we know a lawyer on the other show. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and so they did it when when it made sense instead of like shoehorning it in, you know, acknowledging like sort of how they did in Daredevil season one with the Avengers stuff. Or like, oh, the guy in the metal suit or like the guy with the shield or whatever. Well, that was only. Yeah, I think that was more, though, because it. The stuff in New York, like, just Effective. happened not yeah, yeah, that long yeah. ago. So, of course, they're going to be talking about it like But it's that. also to bridge the gap. It's also, like, people that love those movies coming to the show being like, hey, we're sitting in the same world. It's all good. Yeah. But now that that's happened, there were there were hardly any references to that in Jessica Jones or Daredevil Season 2 because they're like, fuck you. We're good now. Yeah. People love our stuff. So, kiss my ass, movies. Yeah. Um, but let's go back to Karen because I thought she was an interesting character here. Uh, this season even more so than last season i thought she was really compelling last season too it's it it's been an interesting evolution for her from helpless victim to or we thought helpless victim to you know working at nelson and murdoch sort of a love interest for foggy but then sort of a love interest for matt and then now she's just transitioned into she's basically a journalist working in ben urich's old office I don't know how much of that is in the comic books. I don't think very much of it. Based on what I, my research in the comic book, she's, she's one of the longest, uh, running love interests for Daredevil. Like yeah. over decades of comic book stories. Well, besides Black Widow. Well, but well, and Electra. And Electra. Yeah. Um, but she has a very sordid backstory and she ends up in like porn at one point. And I think, I read this whole story, whole thing about, Mysterio made her think that she had HIV and then she like died. She has this whole like. I don't think they're going to go into that. No, I don't think they are yeah. either. I don't think they are either. Because you know but, how. But in the comic books. Comic books, she's... they, they span over well, a Hank long Pym time. Well, didn't beat his wife either. As yeah. As far as we know. Well, they didn't say. They never... As far as, that's what I say, as far as we know. Yeah. So, um, they but... still haven't established. One, they haven't had any, any direct follow up to her murdering Wesley in season one. And two, this, again, we had scenes with Ellison, the editor at the yeah. Daily Bulletin. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Daily Bulletin. Just like last season with Ben Urich, we had scenes of people alluding to her past. And like, oh, you know, I don't know. You know, most people wouldn't want you, someone like that around. But, you know, I, you know, I, we believe in you and all that stuff. Yeah. But, but never saying what it is. She could have been into drugs like in the comics, she could have been into prostitution, like in the comics. We don't know what's going on with that. So it's interesting that they're keeping that vague still going into a third season. I mean, granted, it hasn't been renewed for a third season, but come on. It's going to be renewed for a third season. Yeah. That's that's one of Netflix's like flagship shows. Right now, they have House of Cards that everybody loves, Orange is the New Black that everybody loves, and Daredevil that everybody loves, pretty much. Those are like, they're the biggest, they're like cornerstones of their programming, sort of how Game of Thrones is for HBO, and and Walking Dead is for AMC. Uh, I think, you know, the way that she, her character has evolved, starting to go way more uh, divergent from the comic, but not, not in reference to divergent, but it could have been. Way, way di- diverge way off from where the comic book version of the character is there and sort of take her down a different path. And I think that's, I think that's uh, kind of a, a intriguing take on her. And they, they made her more well-rounded and, Really, really engaging, um, which I wasn't expecting because 
you know, I'm, of course, my as being a movie guy, my main point of reference for Daredevil is the movie. And most comic book fans are probably like, that's fucked up, man. Well, yeah, but in that movie, Karen Page is there, but it's sort of a non-entity. She's just sort of the, the lady that answers phones. But she's one of the most interesting characters on the show now, I think. At least one of the non, non-hero non characters. What are your thoughts on Karen, um, her story? What do you think yeah, she's yeah, going to do next? I, I think she's, she's interesting. I wouldn't say she's one of the most interesting because they're all interesting in different well, ways. Well, there's no, I mean, of the main, I mean, of the main cast, yeah. Um, maybe of like the, the, yeah, okay. I'd say like she's 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 evolved one of the most ways. Yeah. Do uh, where do you think her story is going to go next? And do you, how, what do you think her reaction is going to be when uh, Matt says at the end of the season that she's that he's Daredevil? Which she's, I'm surprised she hasn't been suspecting that yet. I think she has, but she just hasn't like. Because of the whole blind Consciously. thing, she doesn't really know, like, how that happens. <laughs> she doesn't know he has power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How dare she? And he's, she's, he's never given any, besides, uh, you know, being, like, showing up with, like, bruises and, and stuff like that. Strange she women has in no, his bed. She has no, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. She has no, like, way to hint, you know. Right. In her mind, it's more likely that, you know, he's in like a, a fighting club or <laughs> she says at one point or or like he's a boozer, then, you know, he's, he, fights crime. he fights crime, even though she's seen that he's blind. I, I do you like know? how some of the Marvel heroes that have secret identities. You buy into the fact that no one would suspect that this person is is that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, no one would think Spider-Man is this dorky little high school kid or nobody would would suspect that the blind guy running a blind lawyer the blind lawyer from hell's kitchen to quote the movie again nobody would think that the blind lawyer would be this guy jumping on rooftops and and kicking ass and fighting crime because of that it's so even if you see their face you're not going to be like oh that must be that blind guy wait what am i saying you know yeah so that's a good point and Uh, and and he wears a mask anyways so it's like right you and he changes his voice he a does. little bit, too. He does. I was about to say that. And so, you know, he moves different. He talks different. Kind of like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio with his acting. Right. <laughs> well, and like Batman. Like Batman. Look at the cartoon, the animated series of Batman. He, Bruce Wayne talks totally different than, you know, than Batman does. Yeah. Even Michael Keaton. And, of course, Christian Bale, who takes it way to the extreme and basically, like, barking at people. Uh, I thought that Charlie Cox. Swear to me. I thought Charlie Cox put enough enough bass in the voice to be like, I need to find where I have this goes, blah, blah, blah. To make it like I'm gruff and scary, but I'm also hiding my points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, when you like get that, he's like talking at that like half, half whisper part of the uh, register. Yeah, so he, uh, I don't know, I really, I really... And I think just, I think she's going to have a good reaction, though, to, to him being Daredevil. She's going to be think, like, hell yeah! Yeah, I think she's going to embrace Take it. Take me, man, meet! I think, yeah, I think she'll say that, too. Um, That's a Kung Pao reference, I'm not being sexist. Go ahead. Uh, I think that, I think it, now that she knows that he's Daredevil, it's going to be um, all, all a go for the relationship, because... Now, now explains, he, now the, yeah. now it, it explains everything, and 
And now she has an understanding of why he was doing the things this whole, all those things this whole time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, why he was going off with, uh, you know, why he had this strange woman in the bed and, and why he hasn't been showing up for the trial that much and focusing more on the hand. And, uh, and because that's become a, a larger problem in this one. Yeah. Uh, because the hand they thought was like the Yakuza. But much it worse. was actually much worse than Japanese. They still they're Japanese, but they're not Yakuza Japanese. No, they're they're, they're the hand Japanese. That's true. And oh, they're you know they're an international organized crime uh, unit. But which which were the which was the inspiration for the foot and the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, that's the, why they're yeah, called the foot. No it's sort boo, of a parody of the hand. Uh, well, that well yeah, and also uh, not Nobu, um, Stick. Is uh, supposed to uh, they 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 homage like they took like Splinter off of off of Stick instead of it's just instead of being a blind old guy he's a rat yeah exactly <laughs> they they took him yeah. they take they took Frank Miller's version of like the hand and uh, and Stick and all this stuff and I really... they they put it into the teenage and it seems like they're doing that. A lot with Frank. They're using a lot of Frank Miller's stuff well, Frank for Miller, the show. Frank Miller created... A, don't quote me on this, but I believe Frank Miller created Elektra. So this whole hand thing is his... That's his shit. Well, yeah. The hand is his shit. Uh, uh, and then stick of course, is his shit. And then, of course, you know, as far as Batman, The Dark Knight Returns and Batman Year One, those were in- instrumental in the, in the construction of The Dark Knight Trilogy. Yeah. Batman v Superman. I mean, yeah, he's they're, created some of the most iconic versions of those characters. Yeah, and they're going more, you know, of course they're going for the darker side of Daredevil. Right. Uh, and so, obviously, you choose Frank Miller's depiction because he does the darker version of everything. Well, and it makes sense because we were just saying, Daredevil and Batman are very similar characters yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways. Obviously, Batman came way earlier. Daredevil wasn't around until the 60s. But... They share enough common traits that it makes sense that, of course, Frank Miller would do brilliant work on both. Yeah. And so that's why they use in the first season with the whole black outfit, the black mask, vigilante. That was Frank Miller, yeah. And then they decide to put stick in there, which is also Frank Miller, and the hand, which is like the five fingers of the. I don't know what the five fingers are, but there's like five fingers that make up the hand. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, you know, a depiction of Frank Miller's. Uh, Daredevil as well. So it's like, were we? Were I was sort of. Did you, were you ever worried at any point of the season that Stick was not going to make it? Because I could have seen them killing him off. Because basically, you need him there to establish Electra, to establish where Matt got his training, and then you could. Uh, you could. There's a version of the story where you don't need him anymore. Well, you can yeah. Take him out. Yeah, and in the comic books, Electra does kill Stick. So I thought, like, oh, you know, he's have you read the comics gonna... or you did research? No, I just know the the story. I don't. I haven't read the comic books. I, might wanna, from, I, I might haven't read one seventy whatever. Yeah, a, a wanna, long time ago. I might track down some of them, the Daredevil, because now I'm I want more Daredevil stuff after watching the show. But uh, uh, so you know, she, the, there was there's a version where she actually did kill Stick, uh. Under, under the 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 hand and everything too. Um, I, w- wish, I wonder if the comic books had the whole black sky prophecy. You know, I don't know if they called it. I don't know if they called it black sky, but Electra has always been the focal point of the hand. 
They're trying to make her, you know, she she becomes the lead at some point of the hand. Right. Uh, you know, and eventually Daredevil comes in for a brief period of time, becomes the lead of the hand as well uh, in the comic books. Right, right. But, yeah. um, but they, as you see with the hand, they have uh, a knack or they can bring people back from the dead. Yep. As you see with all the, 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 the ninjas. Okay, that as, sequence, with the not only with the ninjas, but... The, everything in the hospital? Yeah, that was fucking... That was like some freaking zombie shit. That was creepy. And she... Rosario Dawson goes in there, and, like, and all the kids are, are like, away. And, yeah, he, yeah. Oh, my God, that was terrible. That was really, like, legitimately terrifying. Like it, it turned it, it turned into a horror film for that that sequence or that rest of that episode, whatever. And uh, yeah, as soon as I as soon as I caught wind of the fact that they were like that they were bringing people back to life and shit, I'm like, oh, that's that's planting the seeds for the Electra resurrection. You know what I like about the Frank Miller uh, version What's of that? Uh, like the hand he he like puts it in like like history. He plants the hand in history. And then he builds off of history, saying, like, you know, like, in ancient Japan, ninjutsu came to be. Mm-hmm. And then the ninjutsu people uh, turned into the hand. And then it's, like, this secret organization of ninjas that go... So it starts with something real that happened with with uh, ninjas and learning the, 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 you know, the power to overcome mind and body and all this stuff. But then also extends it to be like, well, they're an organized crime <laughs> division, and 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 they've been, you know, together like this for like years, and and they they re- they have a they're they're very proficient at resurrecting people after they've been dead. That's why he couldn't. Um, uh, that's why they were they were all like cut open, and that's what's gonna have, happen to Electra too, right. obviously, because once. They, t- they bring her back, then she- she's going to be their bitch, and she's going to be bad now, and then Daredevil's going to have to fight evil Elektra, because... And that'll be season three. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever so, establish what those kids had in their bloodstream? Um, it's I don't, it's probably some, like, ancient... I don't really know exactly, yeah, see, I feel but like... some, like, ancient... Uh, ancient... Something. Something. So I feel like certain elements of the story, like they or, try to take on so much that certain like details like that or little sub plot points kind of got lost in the shuffle. Well, here's the thing. They, they more, had like plot points like that in the first one that you were I like, guess. what the fuck? But then they brought it in the second one and True. then it made a little bit more sense. So they make more sense as the seasons go on. Right. Uh, maybe what they did is that they siphoned out all their blood into that, uh, you know, like that whole cremating cremation ga- jar thing uh-huh. at the end of the season <laughs> that we see at the end with Electra too. Yeah. They put her back in that too. But I think what they do, that's like some ancient relic that turns, uh, you know, whatever's in it, it into like, uh, something that they can control. So whatever. it's sort of like the, the Batman so they take version. their it's blood. Like, it's like the Lazarus pits in Batman. Where it's like it brings you back to life. Yeah. So they take their blood, uh-huh. they put it into this jar then they they drain the body completely, put the blood back in with the ancient blood now in it. Uh-huh. They're their bitches now, mm-hmm. just like Electra's going to be. They put her in there because it's just one person too. Right, She's right. the black sky. 
she's their bitch now. You know what I mean? Mm. And and mm. it makes it, I don't know if Nobu did it on purpose, but it would make a lot of sense that he would kill her. I think he maybe tried to do it on purpose, so Daredevil would think he's dead, she's dead, then they just take extract her body, put her in the thing, boom. Nobody saw her grave emptied out, right? That we just saw it. Like in, yeah, yeah. We yeah. just saw that shot to be like, guess what? It ain't over. And yeah, exactly. Her doing it was just thing. uh an overshot of the grave. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so nobody. So, I think there were so, like two grave diggers like dead on the floor. So there Daredevil too. didn't see it or anything. Nobody saw it but us. It was just uh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean you might see that later. Right, right. Well, yeah. I mean that's, I that's another thing. Um, so, so yeah, so a couple brief thing characters I want to touch on. So, Claire Temple showed up here. I feel like she was in this one less than last season. Does that sound accurate? Was she in like, I feel like she was in maybe five or something episodes last season, and here she was in maybe three or something. But uh, she got fired, or quit, rather, because of all this shady shit going on in the hospital. Yeah. Do you do you think she's now going to be like, well, I'm just going to stay in my apartment, and the superheroes will have to find me there so I can fix them? <laughs> because that's apparently her thing. Or do you think she's just going to get a job at another hospital? Um, I think she's going to get a job at another hospital because she needs to pay rent. <laughs> so, like, it would be funny if Luke Cage gets hurt and he goes to Metro General and he's like, where's the, where's Claire Temple? And they're like, she doesn't work here anymore. Like, fuck. Like, she gonna, works over here. And he's like, she's going to be charging the superheroes maybe, to, to fix them up. Maybe it'll be like uh, Jump Street. And, like, she's not in that working at that hospital. She's working across the street at the other hospital that they moved, you know, they opened up across the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I love Rosario Dawson. I've said this to you many times and pretty much everything I've ever seen her in. She, she adds a lot. She, she's, she's the one that comes in and even more so than Foggy and, and, uh, Karen sort of calls Matt on his bullshit. Like, she's, she's in a lot of ways his conscience. Yeah. Uh, and, and because she's not, you know, she hasn't known him forever. She's a little more objective. Uh-huh. And I think he takes her advice, like, almost more to heart to a certain extent. Well, because she's blunt with her advice. Yeah, yeah. It's Well, Foggy is, too. He's like, I don't want to have to come in here and find you, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people don't like Foggy, I'm seeing from social media. How do you feel about yeah, his Yeah, but I think she annoyed? understands him a little bit more than Foggy does. Maybe. Foggy doesn't understand why he does the things that he does. That's true. And Foggy doesn't, He he just wants him to stop it. Not understanding his but, motivation. But Claire knows that he can't stop it. She knows what kind of person he is. And she's she's like she likes helping people too, so she understands. And so but she sees what happens to him and sees what you know, sees that he needs to step away a little bit too. So she has no problem I feel like maybe she just understands him a little bit more than everyone else. Just, yeah. Just because He's, I don't know, maybe he's just gotten closer with her. He's he's opened up to her more or something. I'm surprised that something hasn't happened. The whole happened. Daredevil thing. I'm surprised that something really, I mean, they sort of hinted, toyed with this idea in season one, but I'm surprised that nothing romantic has happened with the two of them yet. Or, or at least, like, they haven't moved forward with that at all. I think that's like Luke Cage's yeah. piece right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, his, well, but Jessica Jones is Without being piece, sexist. I guess. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but just so maybe maybe in Luke Cage, because, I mean, at this point, she's essentially the... Up uh, for grubs from, from any no, superhero? No, not that. <laughs> Making it sound terrible. <laughs> Rosario Dawson, if you're listening. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Rosario Dawson was listening? 
We love you. Please come back for more shows. Um, no, she's, she's, she's the connective tissue. She's the one that lets us know, like, oh, shit, you were just in the other show with the other guy. Yeah. So you know she's going to be in Luke Cage. Even if it's one episode, she's going to be in Luke Cage, and she'll probably be in Iron Fist, and she'll probably be in The Defenders. She's the Coulson, basically. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. Well, don't, Claire don't, Temple is the, is the agent Phil Coulson of I don't Defenders. know if he's going to be in Iron Fist. I don't... If she, they're not going to put her in three out of the four shows. They're going to keep her around for each one, and then... Maybe they'll kill her off in the Defenders and then bring her back to life. Well, I wouldn't ABC. be surprised if Luke Cage was in Iron Fist and then. Oh, well, Luke Cage will definitely. Luke Cage be Iron invites Fist. her to his lady. Yeah, invites uh, you know Claire to 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 help Iron Fist out with the uh, with when you Iron know, Fist gets hurt when he gets, gets hurt, hurt and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I, but I don't see Iron Fist being like I need to go check out to... this lady Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. Well, I, all I said is she'll make an appearance. I didn't say how she's going to make how, an appearance. How, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah, She's the Agent Coulson. I obviously. wouldn't rule it out. Do, uh, oh, we saw your, your girl in here. You pred- you called it. We saw Madame Gal. Oh, yeah. I knew she... I called a lot of the things in this You did? Show, did you just read spoilers? Or did no, you... I didn't read any. Did yeah, you... I read spoilers two hours after King. Well, some people well, could have posted reviews. Some people posted, five like, hours Some critics King. posted reviews, like, early and they're like here's our thoughts it comes live on friday just like non-spoiler but still um well no i just i just knew where i figured where it was gonna go i was like oh they're gonna very, very briefly we because got Adam, because Adam i figured Gow, they yeah. were gonna try and connect the dots so i was like oh you know they're gonna end up taking the case for the punisher and and you know madam gal was in it so and she was you know in that whole sequence now she's not part of the hand but at least I don't think that she is. No, no, she's not. Yeah, she's not, a, not she's as a far completely. As so far. That's a completely different. Whether the show comes back in season three, and be like she is the hand, bitches. That's. Yeah, I mean, we don't know, but at this point, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Separate. I don't think because Nobu and her were two separate things. Right. Uh, but I, I knew she was gonna come back though. They had to like reprise at least one, you know, one, at least have one scene with her. I do feel. I wonder if. You know how we're saying that season one had some unanswered questions and season two maybe didn't solve or answer them, but this reminded us, hey, we, we, we didn't forget about Madame Gal. We didn't forget about this thing. I wonder if season three will, in some respects, sort of mark a culmination of everything from season one and everything from season two sort of coming together into season three. I mean, and then some new elements, I'm sure. I'm, I guarantee you, Bullseye will make an appearance in season three. Yeah. Just because... He's such a one of the most one of the more popular Daredevil characters. Yeah, and I I mean from what I've heard, he almost made it into season two, and then they were like, "Yeah, that's too much. We got sh- too much shit going on." You think he'll so, have like a yellow costume and stuff? Uh, I don't like know how much they'll go with it because they'll give him some kind of costume though. I mean, if we have Deadpool running around in his Deadpool costume, they'll give him they'll give Bullseye some kind of costume. I don't know if it'll be the comic book version, but I don't necessarily think it'll be like. A tattoo of a, of a bullseye on his I still, head with I a s- leather jacket. I still think that um, the when that cop got shot in the first season, it was from him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember but that. and I, I think maybe he he could be under Kingpin's pay. Yeah, well, I mean, he could be. He could be, he could be just for hire, but I think maybe Kingpin at least hired him to do that specific job. Right. So we'll we'll see how it goes down. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but I, I thought um, uh, Stone. I thought Stone was going to be in this again too because oh, yeah. he was in the first. 
season. And how, so, how much was he in the first season? Not very much. Just for like two seconds. Yeah, just establishing. You him. know, remember when uh, episode stick, one where he Naturally. comes into it. Right. We get at the, the end of the episode. With Matt as a boy. Yeah, and at the end of the episode, he goes and he meets up with this big bulky guy and talks with him uh-huh. about Matt. Yeah. That's Stone. And so I, was, I thought maybe they would have him more in this season. Just, or like, at least have him, like, around to, like, help out in the chast and everything. But, no, it was just Stick, Daredevil, Elektra. And Elektra just going between, like, oh, should I kill him or should I go <laughs> with them? Oh, I'll trust Daredevil and go, you know, yeah, and go fight them instead, you know. But I thought I thought he was gonna at least come in for like a cameo, at least to say hinted in the first season. Right, right. So, so I've sort of haven't really talked about this particular character yet that very much because I've been waiting because I was holding this off till the end because I felt like if you're gonna if we're gonna save up, you know, a character to really hit uh, head on, this is the character you hold off until the last minute and build up to. So, what was your takeaway now with Elektra in this season? Where her story, uh, t- where her, her story starts, where it takes her, how it ends, that depiction of that character. Because to me, when that show, when season two ended, uh-huh. my first thing in my mind was, where the fuck is my Electra show? Like even more, sh- even more so than a Punisher so- show, I would watch the fuck out of an Electra spinoff. Yeah. And I feel like, she- and I feel like she's in a better position. You know how your issues with the Punisher idea of a Punisher show, she's in a better position to carry that show. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like when you have this is not in course, the not in the position she is right now. Well, not she's dead right line. now, not in that position. Uh, I mean, it because depends. she's going to be evil they when could, she comes back. They can continue. Uh, they might have, have to, do to be. Se- they yeah, do another season. I mean, if they go by, if they go by the comic book, she'd be evil when she comes back. So, I mean, that's the whole point that they killed her. Yeah, and they put her in that. You know. Yeah, cremation that's, that's jar. That's true. Okay, so I mean, maybe we might need another season of Daredevil before she becomes, because you can't have her evil and leading her own show. Although that would be fucking awesome. Can you imagine that if she's like evil and she's the main character, and then Daredevil is like the guest star on her show to fight her, and yeah, to try and bring her back. That could work actually. Yeah, that would be true. an interesting take because then she would be even like even more of an anti-hero than the Punisher because she'd be evil. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how don't they want to spin it. They could do it that way, or they can buy themselves another. Season I don't know how depth the character would be though if she was evil. True, because you know, you don't put you don't put normally you don't put someone in a in a comical sized cremation jar <laughs> unless you're going to have them go do a complete 180. Well, not a complete 180 because she was already kind of like on the verge of like. She was like on her. She was on a, a killing spree. And that's almost. one of my. She had like that that crazy still coming right. out. Like, oh, I'm gonna kill. It's. I like killing, but. It, it's the classic. Like a ninety, I guess it, you would say. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's the classic uh, redemption arc. You know. Yeah. You in the nineties, Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out and was like, "This is amazing!" And then they bring in this love interest for her, Angel. Yeah. Who's bad, but like sort of wants to be good. Yeah. And then by the end of it, he goes bad and then tries to come back and like, I want to be do good now, blah, blah, blah. Then guess what happened? He got his own show because now he's complicated and interesting enough 
to carry his own show and to be the good guy, but also know that he has this darker side to him that he has to kind of keep in check. Yeah. So if they're going to do Just that, like that would, well, that would wait till then after season two. Yeah. So I guess this was the season two, like a Buffy season two. Where yeah. Angel died at the, oh my god, I'm right noticing all these parallels. Where Angel died at the end and Electra died at the end and then she'll miraculously come back just like Angel miraculously came back. I mean I'm sure you could go off several Wow that's uh, no, science that, fiction. Well I know, but I know it's like the, a template. But that, that parallel is just really jumping out to me. Now I'm like my mind is being blown. You know well it's it's but almost like which like <laughs> <laughs> You wish. Yeah. Maybe later. From 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 Matt though, right? No, no, not Electra. no, not well. Electra, I, she's very attractive, but that wasn't why I wanted to have her on the show. <laughs> I wanted um, to have her on the show because I'm like she's fucking fascinating to watch. It makes you think though, who took what from what? Okay, what? <laughs> I no. don't know what, what. What? 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 Did they take it from Buffy, or did Buffy take hmm. it from them? But well, maybe that's a good point. Because but, Josh I mean, Whedon is into comic books. That's been done. That's been done time and time again. I know it's a it's a very that's common. Old, that's why I was like it's that old redemption arc. It's that, a very it's, it's a very common. That's template. just the one that jumped out in my head the most. We haven't really seen that. Have we really seen that with the superhero genre, like the films, like movies and TV? That kind of redemption arc, not real. I don't feel like we've seen it that. Lo- Yes, we'd had the Daredevil show, and then we had the Electra movie. Which I mean, the Daredevil movie, and then the Electra movie. But holy shit. If you think people that hate that Daredevil movie, they must really hate that Electra movie because I sort of like, I sort of had enjoyed Daredevil half as a guilty pleasure, half as it's kind of decent, mostly the director's cut, but Electra's a fucking mess. It, like, wasted time and everybody's yeah. talent and every horrible. Everything in the Daredevil movie, though, it, the show rips it to shreds. Oh, yeah, yeah. I and mean, it, from so Daredevil funny. to Electra to Stick to... King, well, King yeah, Kingpin, yeah, too. To, to Kingpin. Because yeah, I do like the other one, everything. but this one's my favorite. I mean, you have Terrence Howard as Stick, and he's a good guy. He's... he's Not Terrence he, Howard. Terrence Stamp. I mean, Terrence Terrence Stamp. Howard would be amazing as Stick. I want to see that. <laughs> he got kicked out of <laughs> Iron Terrence Man, Howard. and he'd be like, I'm a, I'm a fucking Daredevil, and fuck you guys. That would, that would be funny. He could actually... He might... You know, he's too... That would be really funny. He's too he young. He's too young for Stick. But if it, if it was like... Yeah, you if need he was, a really old guy. Yeah. If, if you like look at the 70s, comic version of... Uh, the comic book version of Stick... Looks like fucking the dude. Hellboy's the dad. dude that they put in in Daredevil TV Scott show, Glenn. yeah, exactly. It's like a mirror you know, image. You know who that is, right? That's Scott Glenn. He was in. Uh, he looks Silence familiar. Of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. He's the guy that, that Clarice works for, the FBI agent. All right, I don't know that. You have to go watch Silence of the Lambs again. Is is he in another movie? Because I mean, he looks familiar. Stuff. He's been in other stuff, but that's what I know him from. Oh, I always hear like him. It's as been Jack a while Crawford, since I watched but, that movie. Oh God, why not? That's why. Right now. <laughs> We should pod, forget, we should leave the podcast running. We'll watch Stunts and Lambs because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but, but yeah, um, oh man, Electra was so great in it. And in the other, in the last, the last time they tried to do Electra in live action, they lost that whole anti-hero element. And they're like in between movies, she's been working as a mercenary, whatever. But we never see her. We never see that dark side of her. She does. She just seems like she's just like shy almost. She's like, oh, I, I like this guy, but. I don't know if I should because of who I am. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. We didn't even see you do anything to yeah. have any context for that. So they totally whitewashed that whole character. Whitewashed literally because she doesn't have an accent. She doesn't have really any, any interesting heritage. She's just a white chick who picks up those weapons. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think <sighs> Electra. I don't think Electra is Greek at all in this one either, though. Well, they mentioned that she's a Greek 
Maybe she's, she was raised by Greek she was raised raised by the Greek ambassador. Yeah, just, yeah, okay. But he, I don't think that she has any Greek roots, though. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. I think I think she said to that one guy like French or something like that. Like she's like French. Or, she was talking to him. She said French. she's like a. Remember, she was talking about where she comes from or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. what's your accent yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. And she's like, oh, French. You know, for for two seconds, when they when he's like, I'm going to kill you and all that, I was thinking that this was going to fucking be Bullseye. And he was going to drop in an accent, a different accent or something that, in that scene. And yeah. then she ended up kidding and she killed him. And I was like, okay, no, no, not that. Never mind. <laughs> It'll be another one, I guess. Because I'm thinking that they're going to follow the comic, at least one version of the comic books. I'm sure there's multiple takes on it now. Where Bullseye yeah. is the one to kill her with her own weapon. Just like happened in the movie. But it's actually in the show, Nobu is actually the one to do it with her own weapon still. So that part of it stays intact. Yeah. Um, which I thought was, uh, if, if that's, if the comic book canon has Bullseye as always being the one that kills Elektra, I think that was a good change because it added that element of surprise where even people that knew about Daredevil were like, oh shit! That wasn't supposed to happen until the other guy came in. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it subverted expectations, but still sort of fit within it. Yeah. It was just a different person and a different circumstance that led to her getting stabbed. With yeah, exactly. Side. And the way she got those weapons from that guy was, was really cool. I was like, oh, shit, there you go. As soon as I saw him, like, fighting with him, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, as soon as I thought I did, I'm like, oh, like, he's gonna t- she's going to take those. Um, but, man, she, I really love Elodie Young. She was great here. And she, she has that... She, she rides that line perfectly between being dangerous and being sympathetic. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you can see that she, she's she been told her whole life and she's been believing her whole life that she's not good, that she's a bad person, that she's irredeemable. And here comes one person in her life that she's ever known that made her feel like she was worth something Yeah, that could save her, that could bring her back and sort of turn her back to the, to the good side, like Star Wars style. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that connection between the two of them it really resonated with me on an emotional level. Um, that you can see why they have such a tight, such a close bond, even if they're not, you know, together and like going grocery shopping and heading up to the mark, first mar- um, farmer's market and shit like that. Because they're not that kind of couple. You could tell that they understand each other like no one else does. Yeah. You know, you were saying about Foggy and Claire and all that. No one understands him like Elektra does. And no one understands Elektra like Daredevil does. And the fact that he was basically willing to, you know, when we get out of here, let's run away. Fuck Hell's Kitchen. Fuck, you know, Daredevil and Kingpin. You know, let's just be together and run the, you know, travel the world, do you know, fighting crime or whatever we end up doing. And and I, I totally, I believed him in that moment. Like, you know, sometimes some movies, and granted, Right, let me let's throw this out there. I believed him in that moment, but I still knew if he's getting if he's saying we're gonna have a happy ending, I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Don't say that because you're saying that, and there's like 20 minutes left in this episode or in some shit. That means you're not you ain't you ain't getting no happy ending. <laughs> yeah, you're setting us up to be like, oh my god, no. Yeah. Um, but I believed that he felt that in that moment, and I knew that. You know, he was looking for that same sense of belonging too. Everybody's shitting on him all over the place. It's basically Spider-Man Two, where Foggy is like, "You suck, Matt," and then Karen's like, "You suck, Matt." Everybody's just like, "You suck, Matt." Here's one person that's like, "No, Matt, you're awesome." 
you know, let's let's go on an adventure together. Well, it's just because he put everything aside for her, but yeah. Well, yeah, but still. But she, you know, she helps him out. She tries to intervene on the Frank Castle case and and scares the shit out of uh out of the who medical was examiner. That? Yes, thank you. Out of the medical examiner. That was great. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh crap. I know we did that." Uh so that was wonderful and I really want to see more of her. She even got like she even went to uh Potter and got sort of an uh, an upgraded costume. Yeah. Um and I'm going to say that season the season finale the moment where I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god," and I had to pause it because I like, needed to reflect a moment when he comes over and he gives him the billy club that separates out Daredevil's signature weapon. I was just like, "Oh fuck, no, he did not do that." And yeah. He, and, oh, it was so amazing. Yeah, it's like every uh, finale is going to give him something new, right? Part so, of his origin. Oh, maybe at the end of season three, he'll get the little DD logo on his suit because he still doesn't have that. Yeah, he's like, oh, I thought you were missing a little branding. embroidery here. Yeah, branding. <laughs> yeah, you start your own clothing line with DD. Well, right now he's not recognized by everyone. Right now he's sort of Batman mode of, this guy's a vigilante. He's a menace. Where the cop has to, like, you know, Mahoney was talking to Daredevil on the DL, like on a fire escape type of thing. Like, this is what the situation is. All right, cool. Peace out. And just like Gordon, when he's working with Batman... But like off the books because the police like official stance is like he, this is this guy is you know breaking the law and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if maybe by the end of season three, will like New York or Hell's Kitchen will recognize that Daredevil is a hero, and that's when the branding comes into play with the DD on his suit. I don't know. Um, just that's just speculation on my part. What do you think? Could happen. It's not. It's not. <laughs> It's nothing any any. It's not anything significant. So but when he got when he got the new suit in like the second episode, yeah, the second episode after he got the bullet to the head for but Punisher, the new suit was a huge improvement over that first suit because that first suit is weak because you can see when he shows up and at the end of the first season, I was my immediate reaction was, oh man, <laughs> I like that black outfit better. That looks kind of weird now after like twelve and a half episodes of. You looking a certain way, now you're wearing this bright, not bright, but you know, wearing this costume. I, I It looked strange to That's, me. That was their way of changing it without it being like, oh, well, we changed it in between breaks. Right, exactly. So it's like... Maybe they maybe they took no, you know, it doesn't make sense. That that's why they put the, that's why they put the whole, you know, bullet to the head thing. Right, and it had like the crack on it. Yeah. The way that they... I like how it's like, oh, you're, you're, your mask broke. I'm going to have to redo the whole thing. Like, the whole thing, it's going to have to be redone. He's like, oh, you need a new suit, darling. And he goes into Edna mode. No, he could have just done the mask. I know. You know he, what I mean? But he's like, oh, oh, I'm going to have to redo the whole thing. It's I, like he was trying to find an excuse. He's like, oh, so like, I guess I got to design I didn't. I didn't like the first one anyways. Did you guys like it? I didn't think you did. He turned to the camera. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'll yeah, just make a new one. His eyes, like, you... you um. You don't. He doesn't have eye makeup on like Batman would have, because Batman, you know, has like the actor has eye makeup around it. So yeah, it look black like eye makeup. Yeah, right. Um, so it just had like it was just like you see part of his skin surrounding his eyes in that first suit, and it just looks strange to me. Uh-huh. But the new one has the like where you where they're like they're covered, they're red, the eyes, and they sort of glow a little bit, which is subtle, but it's also you know certain versions of the costume. He doesn't he doesn't fucking need his eyes anyway, really. Yeah. 
So it, and it looks more menacing uh, in a lot of ways. And I don't know, it felt like he had more mobility in it. I, I just, I like the new suit a lot better than the other one. And I'm so glad that Melvin Potter didn't die. I think you and I were sort of concerned, like, oh man, this guy's not going to make it through the whole way. Maybe Bullseye will come in and be like, give me, me. I want a fucking costume. Yeah. And then he'll end up making him make his costume too. Who knows? But I, because I really like that character a lot. And I think it's cool that he recognizes the Daredevil as a hero. And he's just like, you know, taking it upon himself to give Daredevil a new weapon for Christmas, apparently. Which I didn't even, did you know it was supposed to be Christmas time until he said that? I didn't. He huh. said that, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm thinking it was just, like, as a joke. Like, you know, like, I'll buy, if I, you know, if I buy, if I get something for, you know, for you, like, in the middle of the year, I'd be like, hey, Merry go, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Because, uh, and then, but then when, then like, this few scenes later, the same episode, Karen's at the Daily Bulletin office, and he's like, oh, what are you doing? Don't you want to be, celebrate Christmas? And the lights are stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, it's really Christmas. Oh, okay, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, the finale was amazing, and, and man, really left, really leaves you wanting more, especially when you consume all thirteen episodes in three days or two days or whatever. Uh-huh. So, what are your what are your thoughts for episode three to sort of wrap things up? Episode three, season three. What are you What are you hoping to see other than I mean, elect, evil Electra, I guess, Bullseye. What new elements other than Bullseye? I I, I think they're just gonna go on the old elements uh, the hand the thing with Gal the uh, you know Electra maybe a little Punisher you know Daredevil and Karen together um, maybe going to Karen's past a little bit and I don't, I don't you know Bullseye maybe she'll be with Matt now that she knows Fisk will probably get out of jail uh huh, maybe maybe she'll be with Matt now that she knows his secret. And yeah, that's what I just it. said. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Them them together. Okay. Them together. Um. Well, if Fisk gets out of jail, maybe he'll he'll hire Bullseye to kill. Daredevil. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I maybe Bullseye will be the next villain along with like Wilson Fisk. Well, yeah. kind of like him getting out of jail too. So that'll be like a side villain. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I think it's just gonna probably focus on. Bullseye. Yeah. And then they'll still just hint toward the defenders. Well, we'll see if we might. We don't know when we're going to get. Well, like I said, it hasn't even been renewed for season three officially. So we don't know when we'll get that. If it will be before or after the defenders. Because they're actually getting pretty close to the defenders. If we get Iron Fist. Uh, Iron Fist will probably be next year. Yeah, but like probably first half of next year, right? I would think. No, I don't think so. I think it'll probably be about like when Fall? Luke Cage is coming out. Really? Yeah, because they, they Netflix gonna... tends to put uh, seasons. So you think we might get they they tor- normally try uh, put out seasons about the same time that they that they put in the original. They p- put them about the same time. So I'm guessing Daredevil will probably be out the third season about this time next year, and then they'll do Iron Fist where Luke Cage's season. Uh, but maybe they'll even introduce Iron Fist in Luke Cage. So oh yeah, probably. Luke Cage could like be. It'll be like a quasi second season to Luke Cage with Iron Fist because you know they work together, right on the streets well, and like the, last, the dynamic duo. Last episode, my my you know my speculation was that season two of Luke Cage and Iron Fist could just be heroes for hire and just make it a 
you know, them co-leads. With Jessica Jones. No, 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 just the two of them. Well, she's a hero for hire, too. Yeah, but, That's I mean, initially saying. it's the two of them is for heroes for hire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but she's... But that would also be cool if it was just, like, the three of them, though. And the Daredevil do since it, so. there, Since she's going to be taking jobs specifically as a hero, you know, Jessica Jones. Right. So, you know, Luke Cage is probably going to want to get into that game eventually, too. And if Iron Fist comes in at the end of Luke Cage's season, they could, you know, maybe meet up with Jessica Jones. It'll be like the three of them. And the last, oh, man. you know, thing is Daredevil to get involved with their little group. That's going to be that's gonna be cool to see the four of them come together for the Defender. We don't know how many episodes that's going to be. It might be, I think, I've heard it's probably going to be shorter, like six or eight. Or something like more of a mini series than like the TV season. Yeah, but yeah, that'll be really neat to see them all because we've already met. We've already met three of them. We're already like over the moon about three of the four heroes. So just one more, one more puzzle piece needs to fall into place and to stick to landing. Yeah. So yeah, Daredevil season two, big fans. You did you enjoy it better than season one? Um. Yes, but on a different. A different way, though. They're they're completely different seasons. How so? Like one is uh, it it takes like like one storyline and it delves into it over the course of a season with one bad guy and uh, it takes its time a little more. It takes its time. Takes its time on the 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 other characters as well. And um, and it it has more a lot a lot more talking moments like monologues and stuff like that. Uh, as in the second season is 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 uh, more action packed, um, event eventful, uh, and delves into the deeper story more. Mm-hmm. As in, in, in instead of like the the, the microcosm yeah, the point of it. With like one bad guy, yeah. one emerging, one emerging bad guy, one emerging superhero. Yeah, season one felt a lot more intimate in that way, and it was really just about those two characters and their ascension. Yeah. Whereas this one was like, oh, all this mythology is going on, and plus Punisher, and so it took on more. I don't know if it handles all those elements as successfully as it would like, but you know, it has it has much more scope going on. I so, think I think it did just because they were all interconnected, though. Like it's like yeah, but the hand wasn't connected to Punisher. Punisher story by the by the end, Punisher like by the end, I found myself way more interested in the hand stuff than the Punisher yeah, but it was stuff. connected to the first season. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, connected to the previous season. But I mean, this season, like the Punisher thing, be, sort of became an afterthought because you're like, holy shit! They, they, oh, and what was up with the hole in the ground? What is it? Do we know what that's about? No, that's still okay. Mystery. So season three, okay. Yeah, and the thing with the TV show, so season two didn't quite come together, but it, because it's a TV show, it doesn't necessarily have to because you get another season. Yeah, but if this was a movie, I would be like, "The fuck happened? I don't understand any of this, really." Or a finale, then you'd be like, "What yeah. the fuck?" You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a series finale, right? No, of course. Yeah. So as uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of questions still lingering, but you know, hopefully, I mean, I'm sure they're on top of it and planning on on addressing some of that in season three so 
So yeah, check out uh, Daredevil Season 2 again if you have seen it already. If not, definitely check it out. We know we spoiled the whole thing for you, but it's still fun to watch. Uh, any closing thoughts on that? No, I think that's it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Crooked Table. I like the sassy hand gesture that you did. <laughs> if only this was in video to see how gay he looks when he does it. <laughs> next uh, <laughs> yeah, the next YouTube video will just be him... Uh, It'll be at it, crooked table. It'll be at crooked table, and and he'll he'll put in the background the music whip and nay nay, and watch me whip, and watch me nay nay, and it'll just be him throwing his arms about, <laughs> and in a in a very uh, feministic way. Watch out, Beyonce, coming for you. Uh, yes, you have nothing on Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow, find me at uh Freddie underscore Yanez Y-A-N-I-Z Of course That's it. That's all, my, that's all we have. Of course, you know, so, you done? Yes. Okay. Of course, subscribe to the podcast in iTunes if you haven't already. Find us on YouTube and subscribe there to the Crooked Table YouTube channel. Also, you know, check out crookedtable.com for other videos, podcasts, reviews, and other assorted movie-related goodies, as I say on my YouTube videos. And, uh, yeah, we're pretty much anywhere you want to find us. Facebook, Tumblr. He pretty much does everything. In fact, he has a movie-related uh, porn website yeah, that he's created. No, I don't. Don't, don't tell people that. That he's created. <laughs> uh, just, you know, because we know that porn is a very... It's, it's it's getting up there on the internet searches. Oh God, so it's been up there on the internet searches. <laughs> what are you even saying? So you know, he just wants to try and exploit every every facet of the internet, as well as as with his Tumblr, Instagram. So if you just go to uh, Big Dicks Come in All Different Sizes dot com, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to say that that. That one flowed uh, off your tongue a little. That, that sounds dirty. Now everything's <laughs> <so> dirty. <laughs> that, that came off your tongue. Oh, God, I can't. <laughs> it flowed off. Why? Or that and seemed, came off my tongue. That seemed a little too easy for you to just roll into this URL. I'm like, that, that's probably one of your favorite websites, isn't it? No comment. Well, there's <laughs> a reason why my search history is always erased. Wow. Nice. If 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 anyone ever saw that, my secret would be would would uh would be revealed. Wow! Alrighty then. I want to see what I want to see. I want to see, in fact, how many shapes and sizes do big dicks come in? Wow! So it's, it's all right. I mean, you, I mean, you have to. You, <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't have to. You don't. Ah, uh, you're not a man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not living <laughs> life to its fullest, apparently. No, not till you've seen every big dick you could see. <laughs> Alrighty then. If you have to cross off one thing <laughs> off your bucket list, or it's your gonna be list. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not fucking these people. Oh, I don't. Hey, are you sure? I'm just looking just... at them. Yeah, there's I a feel difference. Like, um, I'm only fucking them like my eyes. Is, I feel like this is one of three conversations that ends with yeah. I, I'm fucking them. I, I'm, I'm gay is, now. This is for your version. You threw me into forty year old version. I did. Well, you kind of like you kind of led me. You right know how I know you're gay. You 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 whipped it nay nayed your way <laughs> in a very sassy. Fuck! I did. I don't even have an. I don't even have an argument against that. <laughs>
So that'll do it for this episode. Come back on Tuesday and we'll be talking about Batman v Superman. For some reason, these two guys are fighting. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if they'll make nice. We'll find out together on Tuesday in the well, Table Podcast. Well, eventually, I'm sure they will. That was the joke. You just ruined it. Oh. Spoilers. I guess the spoilers sort of in the title. It's like Dawn of Justice. You know? Yeah. They meet, they it's fight, like and Dawn they're like, let's be League. justice friends. Yeah, it basically is. So we'll Let's be create a league. <laughs> Turn to the camera. Like Justice League. <coughs> exactly. You know, you watch, you watch, you watch CinemaSins, right? Uh, yeah, sure. You don't watch CinemaSins? How do you not watch <laughs> CinemaSins? Oh, I, you have problems. Cinema's everything wrong with whatever different movies? Oh, yeah, the ones that's like, oh, there's this many counts wrong with right, the movie, right, yeah, yeah. and then they count down. I've seen it, but... Well, they, those are really I, good. Some of them. Some of it's nitpicky. Oh, I think it's mostly to make jokes. But anyway, what well, they yeah, do, but it's just it, I don't have enough time for that. They're long. Too. I'm They're too like busy watching. You know, every complete, show on the air. Well, yeah, and also watching uh, uh, you know, just complete lackluster uh prank videos. On yeah, it sounds like it. Jeez. You know, just empty, just empty, uh, just empty laughs. That's all I'm looking for. You know, empty calories where you where you. Where you get that that uh pleasure that comes from eating um those those like the cheesy snack bread filled or the cheesy <laughs> bread that you got from Marcos um that you're like oh this is delicious and it does nothing and, for my body and it does absolutely nothing and for you your body you know what but I'm okay you with en- that. yeah you enjoy <laughs> it in the moment that's there's just empty laughs yeah yeah empty okay. laughs it's like oh like the fail videos is it's like it doesn't really do it. I mean, you laugh, and it's good for you to laugh. It's healthy, but it's it's empty laughs. It's like, ah, and then that's it. That's all it does for you. Right. You right. know? It's not like John Oliver. You know what I mean? There's a very different, there's a very different thing between John Oliver making you laugh and it, like, meaning something than, like, someone... Like an old oh, woman falling on her old, face and being like, "Ha you old scumbag!" You know, like, yeah. like something like that. Like it's just empty laughs. Well, they do this thing on Cinema Sins. My whole point of bringing that up, where whenever somebody in the movie says the name of the movie, they acknowledge it and they actually say roll credits, like it's going to be the end of the movie. Yeah. So, like, so maybe at the end of Batman v Superman, they'll just like form a league, a Justice League, and then like Batman will turn it into roll credits. Yeah. So, I thought thought that that would be a good segue into us, so... We'll be right back with our Encore segment right after this break. You still there? (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this episode of the Cookie Table Podcast. Roll credits. Encore! Yeah! Encore! <laughs> yeah! So we're back. Who went first last time? Was it you or me? I don't remember anymore. I think it was... It's probably me. I feel like it was me last time. Because well, a lot of times I do let you go you, first. You just go. Alright, I'll just first. go. You're texting or something. You just go first. <laughs> so, um, of course, this is Daredevil related. As I'm wearing my Daredevil ski hat from Loot Crate. And we just spent almost two hours talking. Well, no, we spent like an hour and a half talking about Daredevil. 
for like an hour, yeah, an hour and a half or so. We so, spent about an hour. Because we were at about 140. 140-something, yeah. Yeah, we, we spent, we, like, we, 30, we, like, we spent we, like a good 40 minutes on We got Gotham. into Gotham for one episode that we had to update on, we too. Done, we could have done one episode for just an episode of Gotham. We could totally make this a Gotham or a... Well, can't make this a Daredevil. We, we would be done one episode we were like, oh, that was awesome! The end! <laughs> <laughs> but we could totally make a Gotham podcast because we had a lot to say, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so but we were t- talking about, you know, Gotham in general, though. We weren't just talking about the episode. We were talking about everything else that true, had happened true. in the episode. Speculating the season. Yeah. So for my encore, I'm going with a video I saw on social media earlier this week. And uh, it's from um, a YouTube channel called The Warp Zone. And they posted an acapella version of the Daredevil theme song. So just with a it was really cool, really well done. And they divide the screen. The video has divided the screen into six sections, one of which is the actual main titles of the show. You know, the red dripping down and becoming the Daredevil suit. And then the other five are the vocalists themselves all dressed as characters from the show. So you've got, you know, Punisher and Daredevil and Matt Murdock. And one guy is dressed as Elektra. Yeah. This is really, uh, it's really fun and creative way of bringing that song to life. Uh huh. And I, I don't know. I'm one of the people that bought that the theme song on iTunes. I, I, we listen, I listened. I made my wife listen to it in the car today when we were picking a pizza. So that's a great. I just I love that theme song and it really sets the tone for the show. And seeing it brought to life and seeing that 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 it's inspiring people like that is really is really cool. And I, I haven't checked out many other videos on that. YouTube channel yet, but looks like the Warp Zone. Looks like the Warp Zone has a series of acapellas. Like they have one that I'm looking at for Mortal Kombat theme song, and and a bunch of other ones. So I'm really I'm really looking forward to checking out more of that and just subscribe to the channel so I can kind of give it a look. But uh, it's called the Warp Zone. You can find that on YouTube uh, or just search Daredevil acapella. I'm sure it'll come up. But definitely worth watching, especially if like us, you're super ecstatic about the show. Yeah. All right, well, bud, uh, I guess we're both going to be, you know, delving into the YouTube verse today. Yeah, it seems to be because, our thing. Yeah, because I also chose uh, a YouTube channel. Is it about Trump? No, it's not. Not this time. Uh, that was that was one encore, and then I talked about that, I think, a separate time. Okay. But no, this isn't about Trump, even though... There is a funny. Oh, uh, Open up Pandora's now box. Now that we're talking, now well, you mentioned Save it. Save me. Uh, now, now that we mention it, though, there is a funny like, uh, you know, the Grinch or me, Mr. Grinch. Oh yeah, I've seen that. College, but with well, with Mr. Trump, funny. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't seen that, which you probably have, because it's college it, humor is it was on, really famous. It was it was it's been a popular video, so I I would imagine most people have seen it, but if you haven't, it's funny. So uh, your real encore on YouTube is uh, something. Real encore is it's a channel called Improv Everywhere. Okay. And I, you'll like this. Um, it does like sort of like it does like prank videos, kind of, um, which is on my alley because I love prank Impractic, videos. I love impractical kind of jokers. I, I think that was one of my encores another time. Oh man, a while back. Wow, you've been like yeah. big, deep into that show for years now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, since the beginning, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but it it uh, does like, um, for instance, they do like Spider Man in real life. Since we're on the topic of superhero, 
And so um, they do like pranks like that where they act out like a whole scene in front of audiences and audiences are like looking like, oh, what what the fuck's going on? Uh, so they do like Star Wars subway car movies. They do like movies in real life. That's one of their like recurring things that mm-hmm. they do uh, like Jurassic Park, The Matrix. Um, they have like uh, sometimes they have like groups of people they get together and they all do like. Like, they all, like, freeze in a store and see what happens with the other people that are in the store. Or they go, like, reverse through Times Square. So they all, like, walk backwards in reverse or or something like that through through Times Square. And there's, like, a lot of people. So it looks oh, wow. freaky. Um, so, like, little things like that. It's, it's, it's funny. And I think that everyone, especially the movies in real life one. The, the one that I like the most, though was uh was the time travel subway car one. That one is really funny. I'll have to check I think that's out. the newest one. But it's it's hilarious. Um so Improv Everywhere YouTube channel. I just found it recently, like a couple weeks ago. So yeah. Awesome. Everyone should check it out. Check out his thing. Check out my thing. So I guess that's it for this episode. So we'll catch you next time. This has been a production of CrookedTable.com. All rights reserved. That's the yard of the little KED.